0: mad man
1: Hey guys, this is Luca Magnata, and the only thing I love more than myself is murder metal mayhem.
2: Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court, able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius, a podcast more brutal than all the rest,
3: it's murder metal, metal!
2: All right, what's going on, guys? What the fuck's up, motherfuckers? Tearing it up here in Hayworth on a Tuesday night, doing a little murder metal mayhem at, of course, our home away from home, Horns High Studios. Yes, sir. For the Horns High Podcast Network. So uh, episode 126, man, they they fly by, guys. It's really uh, pretty crazy, but... Not going
1: to be long till we're at 200. Like, I know, the fuck man. What just it's, happened, bro? It's
2: insane. It's really insane. But I got Chris and Joey here with me, and looks like you guys are raring and ready to fucking go. Everybody's doing okay. COVID free. Yep. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. What uh, shirts are we wearing, Chris? I really like that shirt you so, got on
1: bloody obstetric technology i think i said that right yeah, <laughs> say, yeah. like it's just hard for me to yeah say, well I'm looking at it it's making dude, my it's head hurt awesome, yeah dude. that's fucking he, cool though he, he's one man dude he fucking kills nice. it though man where's he from Where, where's Ohio. he from? yeah
2: Ohio. hi oh fuck yeah that's awesome. Joey, what about you? You got an Illinois hoodie on. I've
0: got an Illinois hoodie and I've got my Gore Pot hat on, which I'm rocking uh, Taiwan fucking brutal death metal, Boundaries nice. and shit. But unfortunately, that's all I'm rocking as far as metal shit because uh, I came straight from work here today. Oh, you don't
2: have a Luca Magnata show? No, shirt so on. I'm rocking.
0: I'm, I'm just fucking retailed work out. Here. Work gear. <laughs> that's just all right. yeah. out,
2: bro. That's all but right. But I may try
0: sure had the Gore Pot hat so I could at least be rapping a little bit. Of course.
2: <laughs> and you guys
1: got. I like this new shirt. Oh, yeah. That fucking Gone Fisher shirt kills me. I've
2: seen this so many times on eBay, but they never have it in 3X. It's always out. Right. Well, I just happened to see it, and I'm like, man, he's got a Kuklinski one. He's got a bunch of them, this dude. Oh, yeah. Nice. The Kuklinski one I really want. And I'm actually going to contact him and see if I can get one in my in size.
4: Because yeah,
2: yeah. he's got a Gein one It says, no pain, no Gein <laughs> on it. <laughs> he's got this one, Gone Fishing oh. Albert Fish shirt with devil horns and oh, like yeah. zombied out eyes and shit. But all his shirts are like that. The Kuklinski one's got the eyes like that too. It's sick. Yeah. I don't remember what his says on it. They all have funny sayings on them. But the guy's out of Brooklyn, and he's killing it. But finally, I get a, um in my size, so I ordered it. And it came pretty fast. I mean, I'm fucking waiting on all kinds of shit. Yeah. And he got this shit out, and I got it within a week, which is, you know, today's standards, standards is pretty damn good. So... Very cool. All right. Well, uh, last week, guys, we did Brutal Rewind 5 on old Sam Little.
1: Yes, sir. Chris,
2: he was up to no good. Yeah, killed
1: a lot of people. 19 states (laughs) worth. Fucking... All over the goddamn country killing. Oh
2: my god, <laughs> like legit Henry Lee Lucas. Like Henry yeah, Lee was that fake bullshitting.
1: Shit. Yeah, this was. Yeah, so I he mean, died. So we figured we'd go back and cover him a little bit more. Little right. Update on what he's doing in life. That's nothing. right. Nothing. Pushing up some daisies, <laughs> I guess. But
2: uh, uh, episode 79 was the original uh, episode we did on him in December of 2019. But like you said, he died. So we thought, well, Brutal Rewind, when we take an old story we've done and touch up and maybe update some new news, and since he passed, we went ahead and did him on that one. And those are short episodes, a world record for Murder, Metal Mayhem, 18 minutes.
1: That's uh, very fucking new. God damn. That's crazy. Because, <laughs>
2: yeah, we set out to keep these episodes at an hour, and then well, we blew that pretty quick. I think the first episode is like 59 or 58 minutes, but right. then every one after that was over. Just got retarded. Getting to two Sorry. hours. We never hit three, I don't think. But uh, anyway. So, yeah, 18 minutes. Uh, We're at 800 listens or so as of this afternoon. So, not bad for a brutal rewind. Of course, those are brought to you by Shakers Cigar Bar up in Milwaukee. We also, we did two things on Tuesday. We did that and, Chris, we did a fucking... Uh, got, Patreon.
1: Yeah, we got Scarface old Al Capone for the Patreon yeah. listeners. Joey, that was fun. That was a good one. Yeah. 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 Like a, two hours and some minutes of fucking all Al Capone, just baby. Brutal, man. <laughs>
2: Gangster, Tommy guns mowing each other down. St. Valentine's Syphilis. Day massacre.
1: Syphilis. Syphilis, Syphilis <laughs> fucking
2: hookers, fucking all kinds of shit. Alcatraz. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. a good one. But you got to be a subscriber to the 666 Club to hear it. So but that's. Now,
0: I mean, all the shit that's on the Patreon.
2: Oh, my God. But
0: now you can get the Capone we're talking about, the full Dahmer, and the full Ramirez. You're only paying three. That's a buck of fucking each one of those. Right. So on top like, of all
2: the interviews and right, stuff. Yeah, So much other shit. Yeah, they, they get a lot. Three bucks, for Christ's sake. So go to the episode description or go to patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem, and you can do that. And like Joey said, get all that cool stuff, plus discounts on merch. Got these new t-shirts coming and you're not gonna want to miss it. So oh,
3: yeah.
2: all right. Well tonight, guys, we've got a good one. We've had a lot of listeners really fucking fired up for this oh, yeah. shit. Headed Luca.
1: back north uh, up up that border. That's right, up, up in Canada Ken and today. Barbie
2: territory up there. Canadia. You know, uh, which
1: kind of is drawn into this story. It is, it is. <laughs> you know it is how funny. they spell you know how they spell it up there? What's Same that? Same way we do.
0: C a n a d a.
2: for Christ's sake. we got a lot of listeners in Canada. Yeah. And I hope you didn't get them upset. I mean, I'm
0: sure I was told that by one of those guys.
2: <laughs> probably, probably. So thanks to all our Canadian listeners. We're doing the narcissistic piece of fucking shit Luca Magnata tonight. It's gonna be crazy. You know what's
0: fucked up is all these Canadians that we do. Yeah. Like him and then fucking you know Obviously Bernardo. They're all like
2: up on themselves. So, yeah, well, and Pinkton. Even, and even Pinkton, Pinkton, like he was
0: still like, he was a piece of shit and gross <laughs> Pig but, he liked, farmer, but he was narcissistic. Involved, yeah, very narcissistic. True, true. Like every one of them yeah, up there that just is has true. this I kind of fucking mentality or something.
2: Yeah, so uh, so this should be good. If you watch that documentary series don't fuck with cats on netflix that was pretty big i know that's when i watched it i was like what the hell is that don't fuck with cats and this dude is fucked up i mean he does these videos where he kills kittens and he gets people just fucking fired up i mean he's doing some sick shit but they're all saying hey he's going to graduate to human beings and nobody will listen so he starts to fucking do that, and he fucking kills this dude. and hacked. It's a it's fucking brutal story. Pretty yep. violent, dude. Yeah. And it's all, it was all posted online, which is so fucked up. Uh, we're going to get to it, but it's a good one. But you're going to want to face-plant his ass into a fucking <laughs> parking lot or a concrete block wall uh, when you get done hearing about Fuck. him. Just a piece Worse of shit. That.
0: That's a hate crime. That's a hate crime. Yeah,
2: so we'll do that, of course, in the murder segment. I got CK. He's warming up. He was getting some snow up there in Danbury, Connecticut, but he's ready. All fired the fuck up. Amazingly, he picks a Canadian band uh, doing Exciter. So that that. should be cool. Old school fucking metal band he's all decked out with le- leather spikes and wristbands <laughs> running like, up and down Wild Man Street screaming at the fucking, fucking
1: cars. Big ass spike gauntlet on uh-huh. his arm yeah. and shit. Just fucking tearing it up. Screaming violence <laughs> and
2: force which is of course the, the song the, the one I remembered from back in the day. The Dude, song. I
1: always feel
0: like everybody should have fucking bowed the fuck down with their fucking spikes and gauntlets when Wasp came out with the fucking saw blade. The saw blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Why yeah, not to shit. see that when they opened. Well,
2: they well it was, they co headlined yeah that shows how big they were at the time wasp and metallica oh, co-headlined the show it was on ride the lightning tours nice. it was Very... fucking sick and then armored saint open oh damn so you got to see whichever night they alternated who headlined. No okay. shit. Right and on. then when they headline of course they played last and they played a little longer set yeah so i got to see metallica headlined and Wasp, Wasp played first. second. Yeah. And Wasp was badass oh, at I'm the sure. time. Yeah. Especially with the circular Fuck saw yeah. blade and Blackie Lawless with the blood. And it was cool. I mean, it was great, but Metallica was just like, wow. Yeah. I was an arm's length from Cliff Burton. That's awesome. Watched them do anesthesia pulling teeth. It was the fucking That's what got me into the heavier stuff. Yeah. Watching them on that Ride the Lightning tour and I went home and I had already been playing bass, but I was more into like Ozzy and Priest right, and yeah. Maiden and stuff like that. And just like saw that, I'm like, I, I want to do that. I yeah. want to play heavier, faster, you know? And so, so that was a huge, uh, huge night. But yeah, it was a blizzard too. I got uh, through a blizzard to get there and it was amazing. Fuck yeah. So CK is all fired up. We'll do that in the metal segment. Got a new killer cage match tonight, guys. Chris got a few listeners to thank.
1: We got Layla. I'm assuming Z. Layla Z. I
2: think. I don't know. I, sorry
1: if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But uh, we got Rebecca Boomsack and we got Wesley Hudos. So thank y'all for the numbers. Man, Looking, Rebecca is just a fucking. She's like a, like you play bingo a lot, don't you? You call out <laughs> numbers. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bust her out,
0: but Layla Z. That's Stephanie's mom. I wondered if okay, that's who okay. that was because <laughs> she
1: ordered a shirt too. Yeah.
0: So, just, yeah. Yeah. We're, that's keeping it, cool. we're keeping it all fucking legit. Right yeah. That's yeah.
2: awesome. Yeah. We don't want anybody to get. And Wesley Hudo, of course, former drummer of Slug Trail. Um, yeah, he's right? not playing right now that I'm aware of, but excellent drummer and a listener of the show. So, thanks, everybody. They gave us some random numbers, and from those random numbers, we got a pretty good match tonight. I don't know what to make of it. (laughs) Joey, who do we got fighting tonight in the cage?
0: Uh, The hippie Jesus himself, Charles Manson. Nice. Fighting Peter Curtin, Vampire Dusseldorf. (laughs) I mean, and they're gonna be fighting to the death in a cage with two objects and variable. Right. But yeah, so fuck, anything can happen. Manson and fucking Curry, I mean <laughs> what a fucked up match. Yeah, that is. So we'll yeah, have fun with that. That
2: should be fun. And of course we do that in the mayhem segment. Huge thanks to spellbound effects and art.com. Tony has been posting some good pictures, Chris. He had a whole Display of all the different heads he's been doing I've with the Jesus with head the and stuff.
1: Bat- yeah, dude, they look nasty, so bro. sick, man. Gorey. You need to have I one of those gore. in the nation, man. Right? That'd be the awesome. The Jesus head. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right, dude. So Tony's
2: the shit. Spellbound effects dot com. Keep saying it, but my god, it's so cool and yeah. very affordable. You know, some of the stuff. Some of the stuff's a little pricier, but the quality is unmatched. I mean, the lamp we got is just absolutely amazing. And he's working on something new for us, so I'm anxious to see that. So, again, SpellboundEffectsandArt.com.
1: Go check him out. Get some shit.
2: Also, man, Stuck Up Sticker Company out of New Jersey. uh uh-huh. fucking killing it with our new stickers, which we love. Uh, and so, you know, we've been talking about them, but, I mean, legit, it's these are the best stickers I've ever had done. Uh, Ian over there is is just great. Uh, he's a band guy, so you're dealing with a fellow metalhead bass player. Uh, if you're looking for stickers, banners, anything like that, go to areustuckup dot com.
1: And uh, great fucking quality. Yeah, man. gets the shit right out too. He's all over it. Like anybody, I've given some of the stickers to that come by all, all my friends swing by Love or whatever. Them. They're just like, dude, these are fucking. Badass. Yeah. He, he's a good quality. dude. Yeah. Like, the quality him,
2: yeah. is really fantastic. So he's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everything. So, are you yeah. stuck up? Dot com. Get a hold of Ian and tell him you need some stickers, man. All right, how about that new Bundy mask, Joey? That's on the yeah, way. That looks so good. Oh my God, he did the ones in black and white, which looked really cool. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I almost changed it up, but looking at the, yeah. I'm like, no. It's no, got to be the color. That it's one color
0: be. is nasty. It looks so I fucking real. I do like real. the black and white too, but yeah, if yeah. you got to like get the mask, Like fuck that. That other one is fucking tight. Yeah, I the know. Color one's just so, so it's fucking...
2: on the way. Rick put it in a box and takes takes a picture and he goes, "Ha, man in a box." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's funny," but uh, yeah, we're gonna put him up there next to Gacy and Fish. So fuck, yeah. and we get the same wall mount. He's got some different mounts now. But I'm like, no, let's just keep them the same. Right. Um, I know the Holmes one I've got on that different one that I bought um, from um, up in Chicago. But that, was a,
0: that was the first one you got, right?
2: No. The first one was uh, the Venom one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the Venom one's on the An inverted in case, cross yeah. fucking stand, which is well, that's, a must. That's, you know, yeah, that's a thing. For the Venom mask, yeah. So, anyway, Sick Rick is the shit. And it'll be the sixth mask we have in oh, here. So that's really cool. So thanks to Rick and getting that right out. We got number four, mask number four. Yeah. So that's cool. All right. Thanks to everybody listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. We really appreciate it. Numbers rolling in. We're just under 3,500 this last week. Nothing, n- nothing to sneeze at. That. So appreciate
1: that. Keep listening. Yeah.
2: Thank you, guys. We do Keep appreciate it. People
1: know what's up.
2: Right. Now, Joey, you got some serial killer calendars? I, st-
0: I got a couple things, yeah. From what the, you uh, got? The planogram, a couple things. One of them they were talking about, um, obviously, Murder, Mel Mayhem's already done it, but is the uh, the Chris Benoit murder-suicide. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's one of our most listened to episodes still
2: yes it is you
0: i mean you touched on the wrestling shit people fucking dig that. people dig the wrestling for real so anyway so they were talking about the the benoit one which of course we've already done but what they were really talking about was they were talking about phenomenon of what killers do like uh rituals and the fact that he left a bible beside his son his wife and himself right they were talking about the symbolism behind that so i thought that was pretty cool yeah and worth bringing up you know yeah uh something else they were talking about was um, they found a mummified corpse back in October 2000 when they were doing an investigation in Pakistan and uh, it displayed an amalgam of the Egyptian and Persian mummification and burial elements so there was like this huge archaeological debate like Where did this mummy come from? And were these nations like together? You know, right, right,
1: joined together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, you know, and then so they take it and then they do like petrochemical and detergent on the bodies and they're like, uh, checking the pencil marks and everything else on the coffin, you know. And then it turned out that, uh, after a CT scan, it was it was a twenty-one to twenty-five year old woman who had been mummified within two years of the discovery. Oh my god! What? Her, her organs had been removed and her cavities filled with
1: powder. Really? It's uh, fucked.
0: Yeah, they declared the mummy a fake and possibly a murder victim. But that was, wow, that's that's weird. So I thought that one was cool to talk about. Yeah, and then and then one of the so this is the last one I'm going to talk about. Thanks again. You know, planogram or fucking page a day. Fucking yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right so yeah. like uh, nice christmas uh, gift there but this is a subject that i'm interested in anyway i always thought maybe we could do this on Mirror Mill man but the the body farm
2: oh you yeah know what i'm talking
0: about yeah so th- they're talking about uh the first one that came about was in 1971 by william m bass and it sits on two and a half acres of wooded land down in uh university of tennessee okay and that's anthropo- their anthropological research facility um And basically, if somebody doesn't know what a body farm is, it's a research center where they have... uh bodies that have been uh, donated, donated to right. them to
2: science and they study
0: right and they put them in all kinds of different situations right. they Water, put them in, right.
2: out in the field right. or in the a woods car wreck situations car, right. car wreck and right. they
0: and they study these so they can see the decomposition process they can learn things for forensics and yeah. all kinds of other things they're so, actually
2: thinking about putting one here there's one i think at University of Eureka or the Eureka College
0: there might be one over there but there's definitely one uh the complex for forensic anthropology research at southern illinois university cool so there is one in illinois I yeah know they're that. talking
2: about trying to get a forensics program at isu and that could right. be part of it that'd be that really would cool.
0: be awesome so yeah the body farm thing i always thought that was pretty cool uh they do like they fucking work with so many fucking criminal elements and, yeah. and, and that'd be a detectives. great episode i think that'd <laughs> be cool i've always wondered like can you can you go visit? You know, body yeah, farm. <laughs> like, can I? Like, you can you guys see video. Guided tours. tours. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> like, can, you can see go do, on yeah. YouTube and you can see fucking body farm footage all day. But like, just yeah. to be there would be fun because they do a what is it? Uh, and and uh, fuck, what's that word? With the insects and shit, entomology,
2: entomology, right? And
0: that's really fucking interesting too, yeah. like to see the fucking the, decomposition yeah. compared the bugs with the eating. insects. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah.
2: fucking crazy. Yeah, that no, that's a great suggestion, dude. Yep.
0: So anyway, those are the ones that I had. All right, very fucking cool. Right, that's dude. some
2: good stuff there. Some morsels of information. Yeah. All right, Chris, Joey, we've got a lot on our fucking plate. Yeah. Going to be taking a trip north to Canada. See, a piece of shit out there is uh, fucking with cats and stabbing motherfuckers with ice picks, man.
1: Fucking let's get our goddamn murder on, bitch.
5: (laughs)
2: Fuck yeah, man! Yeah, that shit kicks ass. Battle Grave, another fucking Australian yeah, band from good. Melbourne. Betray your beliefs. I really dig those guys. They're actually recording a new album, so I'm anxious to. I uh, talked with the singer. He's all about doing an interview with
1: us as they get a little closer to that to so, finish so, in the album. Fuck yeah, yeah
2: so that'll be awesome. He wanted to have some new music to share when we did that. So it's
1: crazy, fucking, how much fucking music we're hearing from australia i know know, it's
2: nuts it started with harlot then in malice's wake and now battle grave and it's it's all just amazing it is badass
1: australia for the win
2: hell yeah and australia big uh, listener of uh, of murder metal mayhem so thanks all you australian crazy bastards out there listening all right, tonight we're going to be talking about, Chris, I know we say this all the time, but this guy is really a piece no, of shit. No, he's a total
1: piece of shit, dude. I he's mean, a narcissistic he, piece of shit. Fuck I fucking hate this he guy. He cares about I mean, himself, dude.
2: This episode to me is like extra cool because this fucking guy is so awful. I don't know how much worse you could get for somebody that killed so few.
3: You know yeah, what I mean? He's
2: just such a piece right. of shit. Thank God that's all he did, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, of course, the Canadian, we're talking about Luca Magnata. Not his real name, but that's what he went by. Um, well, I guess it was his real name. He legally changed it to that. But the story of how he becomes this internet sensation over these fucking awful kitten-killing videos. I yeah, mean, really not, fucked.
1: They are pretty fucked up, and certain people saw and saw those videos, and that's Got what started really mad. shit, pretty much. yeah.
2: They lost their minds, but they hunted his ass relentlessly down different fucking countries. I mean, it's impressive. It's cool.
1: Yeah, the work those dudes did, like.
2: Yeah. They deserve a shitload of credit for helping like they did. Um, Almost on the kooky side, as driven as they were, but hey, they were right. Um, So they said he was going to escalate to killing people and And the cops didn't believe him and we know what happens. So it's going to be a good one. Anxious to do this. I know a lot of our Canadian listeners are anxious to hear how we do this. I know it was a huge story up there. So hopefully we do it justice. Now, Chris, uh, how familiar were you with the Luca Magnata story?
1: Like, I remember when it happened to shit. Cause like the whole fucking, like the feet being mailed and all that shit. Right. And like I remember like that shit happened, but I wasn't, didn't know a whole lot of detail before this, before I started checking shit out for tonight or whatever. But
2: Yeah. I remember I heard an episode of, I think it might've been last pause. Somebody did an episode, short episode on him. And yeah. I was like, whoa, I never heard of this guy before. And then don't fuck with cats came out. Right. And that was all over the place. Now, Joey, you said you didn't watch that, but Chris, you did. Well, I-, I watched it. I oh, watched you watched it. it. I didn't, I didn't oh, watch yeah, it watched for the it. episode. That's right. You watched it originally. Right. Like I did. Chris watched it just recently. I watched it again here over the weekend and it's just nuts. It's a good story. Uh, and if you're you're interested in this, I would definitely recommend watching that. What's it three or four parts something like that? Yeah. Uh, three, yeah, three. yeah, it's really good. Uh, but Luca Magnata is not his real name, in case you didn't know that. He was born Eric Newman, so wouldn't have the same ring, you know. No, like I mean he did get it
1: legally changed, so that is his real name now. That I, is, yeah. I, like
2: but he was born, I mean, Eric, he was born Newman. Eric Newman, yeah. In nineteen eighty-two in Ontario, Canada. His parents, Anna Yorkin and Donald Newman, uh apparently his father was diagnosed with schizophrenia in nineteen ninety-four. And then he divorced his mother soon after that, and Luca lived with her. He would claim that she was very obsessed with cleanliness. It would kick him and the kids out of the house that's all the time. Weird, dude. with the animals and everything. Chris said he fro- his pet rabbits froze to, to death. Out. Yeah, because his mom she didn't like want them in the house. Get them
1: outside. And,
2: yeah, in and Canada that's around.
1: pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty cold in Canada. Yeah, I don't know how cold it is right here right now. Jesus. I know,
2: I know, it sucks. So yeah, so that's pretty fucked up if that's true. Of course, he's the oldest of three kids, but his sister Melissa would be the only one he really ever got close to. Eventually, though, he would move in with his grandparents, yep. and soon after that, the grandparents get divorced. <laughs> so Joey, he's got just people yeah. falling apart around him. You know, he's he's in crisis. You know, it's it's affecting him. You know, he feels kind of like on his own.
0: I don't know if he had so much like the abandonment issues that we've seen with some of the other ones, right? Uh, frustrations and fucking, sure. you know, no, no stability, right? No stability would yeah. be more his issues where some people are, are more focused on the fact that everybody's leaving them with him. I don't think he cared about that. And it just shows
2: because right. he was
0: mostly out for himself anyway. So right
2: now he was homeschooled because they told him the world was a dangerous place, which I guess that's true. However, uh. you can't shelter kids from the real world. And I think that's part of the issues that he had, He does actually go to high school, though. He was picked on by others, and many said he was just kind of like, you didn't even know he was there.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, nobody paid attention to him. Kind of
2: sad, you know, story. At age 21, it's 2003, this is when he starts to get a little crazy. Uh, He starts appearing in gay porn. He's working as a male escort and as a stripper.
1: So he's making baller-ass cash, though, bro. That's what he's claiming. That's what
2: he's claiming. He was very obsessed with himself. I mean, if you watch these documentaries and stuff, you just the want to punch him. And shit, dude. He's just got all these videos of himself with like his shirt open and like fucking talking like he's like the shit, you know, and like pictures of him and like sports cars and dude, it's fucking at fucking these like prestigious places. But then later they find out the shit's all photoshopped and it's not even him, which is fucked up. Um, He's totally into cosmetic surgery, has his nose done, multiple hair implants, he was also looking to get muscular implants to like make a himself look shit. Good. I know. <laughs> like
1: you got all these muscles, but you, you're you like that fucking episode of SpongeBob when he's got right. the blow up fucking muscle. Yeah, and arms, he's like bro. all puny, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. he was like a little skinny dude, you right, know? So he didn't fit I don't think, that muscular look. You anybody know? who gets any muscle implants is stupid, though. I That's agree. Like Lift you, some fucking weights. You look bitch. like you Jesus can do Christ. Shit, but you can't.
2: Right, exactly. Um, He appears as a model in Toronto's Fab magazine uh, under the alias Jimmy. Uh, He also tried out for a reality show, Plastic Makes Perfect. I thought that was a good name. Uh, But he was turned down. Um, he also tried out for a reality show as a magazine cover model, but was rejected.
1: And they show a lot of that yeah, on they, those you, docs. You see so. the interviews, you're like yeah, like you can watch. Just go to YouTube and watch just the interviews. Right. And he is like, he loves himself. Yeah,
2: I love that one where he told the judges that some people. Some people consider me devastatingly, devastatingly. good-looking. Yeah, right. like, you just want a fucking I, face plant on that, you know? <laughs> just really gets on my nerves. His voice is deep, but it's, like, real pompous. I mean, he's just a fucking asshole. Uh, Chris, I mean, this dude is so fucking obsessed with himself and being a celebrity, and he obviously is, like, willing to
1: fucking literally do anything for that. Like, legitimately anything yeah. for that. Like, he uh, does some bad things with that other girl, too, before all this. Right. We'll get into a little bit.
2: Yeah, but that's just fucked up. I mean, somebody that driven... To be a celebrity, you know, he just
1: wants to be. He, all he cares about himself and his image. His Like he said, right. his image is all that matters. His looks is all that matters. Intelligence yeah. and anything else is second. Right. His looks are the number one thing. Right. He it's doesn't so have fucking He's weird. He said, if I man. don't have that, I don't have anything. Like, right. Holy
2: fuck. Dude, yeah. What you... are you going to do when you're 50? You right. know what I mean? God damn, bro. <laughs> So, Joey, it's amazing what this guy goes through, though, to get that fame. I mean, dozens of profiles online. So he's creating like a buzz for himself. But he's doing it by himself, so it's like he's got all these fan pages and stuff. Yeah. But it's all him. I was I was trying to find the exact number. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: Like, oh, it is. Oh, like, it's so many. Like of them, dude. triple digit fucking profiles that
1: he all made, and like all the comment, basically, and everything was him. Yeah. pretty much. And
0: he's just creating his own online hype, right? By creating a community of himself, yeah, so that the other people that see it think. You like know, he's oh, a big guy,
1: somebody. Yeah.
0: I mean the fucking, I mean the psych. That's I don't know. It's psychotic. <laughs> but the dedication to do that too. Oh yeah. my god! I so know I've got work, like a bro. few
2: Facebook pages and I can't stand I it. Can't, this motherfucker's yeah. running like fifty or sixty of them. Yeah. No, not even exaggerating. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So he is just all about it. Uh, 2005, though he starts getting into some trouble. He gets busted. On one count of impersonation and three counts of fraud for applying uh, for a credit card as a woman and charging ten thousand dollars in merchandise. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, he also befriend this is awful. befriended a twenty two year old mentally challenged woman in two thousand four, and he runs up thousands of dollars of credit card debt for her. And she has the mental capacity of an eight to, eight 12, to twelve year old. Yeah,
1: like, and he yeah. just and there's the uh, speculation that he sexually assaulted her. Like, yeah, and, and, videotaped and videotaped it. Videotaped it. Yeah, and it went to court.
2: Yeah, and they dropped it. They dropped all that part of it. They they got, got him on, him on fraud. probation, which is all he got uh, for the sexual because they dropped the sexual assault. And even his attorney uh, was on one of the documentaries I watched. He had no idea why it just was right. weird.
1: Like so, if he had been on fucking, if they didn't drop the sexual assault, right, charge, he'd dude, have been like, in jail. Right, he might have. If it, and you even if he was out of jail, like he would have been on like uh, sexual list. predator watch list, and he right. would have, they, reporting in reporting and stuff in and all that. Exactly, would have been a
2: little harder for him to get away with right. some of the shit he was doing. Definitely. So yeah, so anything. we what hear that all the happen, time. It could you been, know, would have been harder. Yeah, if he would have done some time, he might done none of this. May have happened, you know. Um, In 2006, uh, he changes his name legally, as we said, to Luca Rocco Magnata, (laughs) uh, trying to sound like an Italian, I guess, uh, to reinvent himself. In 2007, he files for bankruptcy with nearly 20 grand in debt. And there was this transgender woman named Barbie that was previously male that he dated, um, and she talks a lot on the documentaries yeah. about him.
1: And being, how is his narcissism? Yeah, was she care. was like,
2: he constantly wanted me to take pictures of him and videos, and it was all about right. him, and I want to be famous one day, and just, like, obsessed with it, you know? And she talks quite a bit about it.
0: You ever remember that case? Uh, I didn't fucking research this to remember, but it was the fucking area or studio... 54 yeah. yeah and that one whenever the rave scene was first popping up around there and that fucking one club kid uh michael fucking ended up killing uh, one, like one the, of the other kids like
1: the party monster th- yeah thing. exactly
0: yeah, oh the okay party monster yeah deal. but anyway Waz was like Going over this, I was thinking of that because it's kind right. of like the same thing, but new age, you know, sure, uh, with the computers and all that stuff. But sure. his attitude definitely seemed to fit almost exactly like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: can yeah. See that. I, can I totally could see, see, see that, that too.
2: Yeah. Now, Chris, I mean, he even starts a rumor, dude. For I real. Mean, like, what the fuck with this one, dude? I
1: love it. He starts this rumor about, like, he dating Carla Homolka, which is the most hated woman in Canada. Right. Of
2: course, from the Ken, yeah, and, Barbie Ken and Barbie couple couples, we did. Fucking yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Yeah. Yeah. So he he had to start the rumor nobody else did but then he goes on TV and everything saying this is ruining, ruining my ruining reputation my dude right. I don't have any links to Carlo Homolka. but what about
2: the picture but that he or one of the pictures he it, used was, was a picture a, of him, uh, him and him his, his mom. mom yeah and he thought that people would believe it that was Carlo <laughs> it's like his, yeah. what the fuck man but yeah. but yeah he goes on on camera Call. saying this is ruining
1: my life it's, it's like, like dude you, you created did this the whole thing. <laughs> you fucking what did a
2: fucking this idiot thing. you know so he's just such an Ass. and when he comes walking in he's like oh, he yeah. basically
1: looks like paul bernardo too. he like, does yeah that's what the reporters fucking-
2: said i thought it was paul bernardo i was right freaking like out. what the fuck is going on dude <laughs> now joey the cops claim that he had 70 there's the number i thought there was in, it was in here yeah 70 facebook pages and 20 websites under various names this is a busy son of a bitch man i mean that takes a lot of work
0: it's it's busy on that account i can't imagine that you're busy in any kind of fucking aspect of life that you're supposed to be busy in if, if you had no, the time to do this shit, no he
2: it's all he did
0: it's like what
2: the fuck like <laughs> he's, he's holed old. up in an apartment with a computer and just blasting away
0: yeah man. and just his thoughts are just getting fucking weirder and weirder and looking weirder.
1: in a mirror at himself i picture like fucking buffalo bill from silence of the lands oh, when he's yeah. dancing in the mirror and shit yeah oh yeah
2: <laughs> So he is really getting frustrated, though, that he's not a celebrity. Uh, He's not getting the modeling jobs.
1: Bullshit. He's not getting his
2: fucking, you know, dancing money or whatever the fuck he was doing. Such a needy little bitch. He decides to post some videos of him killing fucking kittens, and he gets people fired the fuck up. I mean, it is crazy. In the fall of twenty ten, uh Magnata was all about that one video, Three Guys One Hammer, which we've talked about before.
1: Yeah, that video is brutal as shit, man. I did a song. I've yeah, only Cassie seen little Clip of
0: Devstra Maniacs. Yeah. It's
1: awful. But he
2: shared that link on Facebook. Um, so he was into that kind of stuff. Then in December I mean, he
0: fucking he did fucking one guy, one ice pick, and fucking right. one one guy, two kittens. Yeah, and, dude, I mean, he named his shit specifically after, did after that, that video. That yes. video. Yes. What yes.
2: So December 2010, he posts a video of him uh, without showing his face, but he puts kittens in a plastic bag.
1: Yeah, one um, of those vacuum seal bags. Yeah, right.
2: like for clothes. Yeah, and he fucking vacuum suffocates them. Dude, it's brutal right there. It is. And he shows them, like, pulling them out of the bag, and they're obviously dead. Um, And it's called, like you said, Joey, One Boy, Two Kittens. So he's kind of mimicking (laughs) the three guys, one hammer. And then he posts another video of him feeding a kitten to a python, Chris. Yeah, that's pretty
1: a, uh, messed up right there. You're a there, snake bro. guy. But I do like snakes. Are you saying I'd ever throw a cat at one of my snakes? Yeah, that's kind of like, fucked up. What do you
0: call it, him. Python Christmas? <laughs> yeah, he that did. Python yeah. Christmas. that was yeah, the, name of the video. Yeah. <laughs> he did.
2: So there's, I mean, we're laughing, but it's fucking sick. Another one of him drowning a kitten in a Dude, bathtub on a broom takes handle. His poor cat and- like tapes, t- tapes it to the it
1: end of the, Did you see that video, yeah. dude? Like, that's not, awful. Oh, I didn't actually see the cat. Looks really dude. scared, man. Going in the water. Yeah, that was I fuck it. that was horrible. Bath, kitty bath time or Isn't bath time? That one time, with the vacuum. Yeah, that's
0: what, yeah. He sucked out. Yeah, out that's there. fucked. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know,
2: it's horrible. Um, very very sick. But of course, people are going viral with yeah, this. shit. That's when
0: I was talking to Chris. I was like, I I saw the kitten videos before i don't think i ever got to see any of that 11 minute you know one yeah, that he does right. later that we'll talk yeah, about i'm but sure they
2: pulled that down pretty quick the
0: kitten ones i remember that just like yeah because of the quick circulation back then obviously you know right, what I'm saying right people post that shit and you're into fucking
2: like, oh yeah rotten dot Com it. or yeah fucking right, right. Gore like they, yeah. right.
1: Shit. yeah. i remember going to rotten back in the day oh yeah time, me man. too dude. steak and cheese daily
2: right daily <laughs> um if you watch the docu series we talked about don't fuck with cats they explain the whole thing and how these two people go fucking to the ends of the fucking earth to track this God fucking damn, guy dude. down pretty amazing um they're interviewed on there they're obsessed with finding them they got thousands of people helping them online and they go through picture by picture like, where's that outlet from? What kind of lamp is that? Where did he buy the fly. fucking blanket on the bed? Right. I is mean- this,
1: what country is this? Yeah. From and the, va- yeah,
2: the vacuum, though. The type of vacuum yeah. he yeah, the, had. Once they
1: found out the vacuum. It
2: was US or North, North America. Yeah. yeah, and then they found the blanket. Only one sold, and it was in Canada. Right. So they knew it was Canadian. And so, the yeah, cigarettes were
1: Marlboro, which are North America. Right,
2: the way it were packaged. So, yeah, they were very, very, dis- you know, just dedicated to this. And they're chasing them all over the fucking place. But he's claiming he's got, you know... um you know he starts fucking with him, and he's telling people he's in the Russian mob, and he's living in L.A., he's living <laughs> in France, he's living here, there, all these pictures of him, which right. are all photoshopped.
1: Yeah, like almost all of them are photoshopped.
2: Yeah, Um and then he posts pictures with the kittens yeah. that he killed, so the people like, knew.
1: Hold them laying down with his face, but like, like partially blurred like.
2: out. Yeah. I mean, it's what unbelievable. They, they really, really uh, had you know this war going on between them. They go to the police, but the police really can't do much without evidence. You know, I mean, in theory, it'd be nice. You know, they just go kick this hey, fucking dude. guy's door in, but. You know they can't just do
1: that. You yeah, know? you guys say it's this guy, but you can't prove it. If his face was visible, right, shit, right.
2: Like, so that he was he was being slick, you know. And Chris, they want to pin him down to a neighborhood in Toronto. Yeah, and they're these, using Google Maps and
1: this gas station that was in the shot. and Yeah, that's the one picture that the not a Photoshop picture, right? Of him on of like him a, balcony on a balcony with
2: the gas station
1: in the and background. Petro Canada was the name of the gas station. And uh, so he looked, uh, they looked at how many Petro canadas there were in that area, and there's like 100 of them. So he narrowed it down to like a subdivision. Yeah. And it came out to be like six of them. So it was easy yep. to find. He found and, like, the right one. Once he was on the Google Maps and did the 180, like you could see that gas station, the two buildings behind him, or behind the gas station. Right. And when you go back around, you can see the building where he was standing at. And they're like, yep, that's the fucking place right there yeah so, so they were
2: like all about it they did another one with the light uh poles in montreal which was similar dude,
1: you know the montreal one yeah yeah i mean they're the,
2: going google maps on every fucking uh, intersection to find the certain view and they figure it out and they it, fucking pin them down of to the, the steps type of
1: fucking light yeah they were distinctive they were in montreal whatever and Yeah, that's it. Exactly. They were very distinctive in Montreal. Yeah. he walks up. He's like, that's those fucking steps that are in that picture. Yep.
2: So they know he was in Montreal. I mean, pretty amazing stuff. But, Joey, it is kind of interesting. Jenny and I were talking about this, how people get more upset about people killing animals than they do sometimes about people killing people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, what is the deal with that? I mean, just... Different people with different mindsets and shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, mean, I don't know if they just think because they're helpless, you know? like Yeah, I, ki- like, I
0: mean, I don't want to see fucking nothing get fucking hurt like that. So. No. I mean, I don't care what it is, but uh, if somebody is in a city and they're fucking kicking a cat in a fucking alley somebody's gonna get fucking more apt to come up on them and talk shit being a female or whatever right then if a fucking woman is in the same alley getting beat up by a fucking some dude right right people will fucking just walk away from that yeah and they used to say back in the day like in the 80s you know it's not so bad now but like new york city and stuff like you don't yell help you yell fire fire, because that's the only way anybody's gonna come running because they want to see it yeah and that's fucked up that's fucked up that's fucked up but it is i mean but that's you know the way it is and so i kind of i mean you've seen it over the years you know if you've been around like the, the way that people you know act with animals and pets is way different than it was you know right back in the day where you fucking take your dog out and shoot it if it's fucking sick and right you know you don't spend five thousand dollars at a fucking vet because that's fucking your whole goddamn half your fucking check for the next two months and right so you know people had different mentalities about it but i mean we also used to just do shit like drive on our fucking dad's laps and fuck. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit was different, and so you know things no, are taking on get a different. You though. But, so, but the animal rights so crowd the animal is rights very group, fucking vigilant. Man. Right? They're they're big and they've been huge, so that's why you see the difference, and that's why you've got a case like this with Luca Magnata where yeah, these are the people that are coming after him because that's he probably the- he probably could have committed two three murders and maybe nobody would ever notice it except for how fucking ridiculous he got but right, right, right. the fact is him posting those fucking animal videos got people got, oh my god you, that you were gonna fucking find how fucking quick you get doxed right there oh for yeah. sure. and fucking they did you know oh, they fucking yeah. got him so. they did and i mean this is why he's this goes into the narcissism that he pertains to also because Okay, all this is happening, and then he's going to fucking do some shit. Right. That we're going to talk.
2: Everybody's about. looking at you, Jesus you know? Christ. Pretty you stupid. Be fucking ridiculous. Um, despite knowing that he's in Toronto, the cops are not able to find him. Uh, apparently, he's not. Luca's not satisfied with his internet fame <laughs> of being that dude that kills kittens on video. He has to fucking up <laughs> it a little bit, up, boys. Uh, <laughs> Decides to graduate into killing a human
1: on video. This fucking and he told dude. Him, he told him uh, there was that one thing that uh, that my, the note or whatever that said, "I plan on filming more movies. Yeah, and the next one's gonna include humans. Yeah, like like he thought he was filming movies and shit. Right, like movies, movies, which is <laughs> fucked up because damn, he loved movies. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Uh, In May of 2012, he starts promoting
2: this new 11-minute video that he posts to Best Gore entitled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick, and it shows a naked man tied to a bed being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick and a knife, and still, with video rolling, dismembers the body and has sex with it. I mean, what the fuck, man? He's not good. Uses a knife and fork to cut the pieces off the body. Gets his dog to fucking chew on it. He winds up killing the dog in the bathroom, too. Yeah.
1: this guy got that dog just to kill shit. it. That's why it was on the video. Yeah,
2: because he got him, like, what was it, a couple uh, like, weeks before? Not even,
1: like a, a, a day or two before. That's true. It might have been that He close, got the yeah. dog, and like he got it for that reason, just to taunt people. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, he's posting shit all over
2: the place about him being dangerous and a psychopath. Yeah, no shit. But, I mean, Chris is just fucked up. I mean, it's it's bad enough he's doing this to kittens, but then he steps up to dogs and then fucking humans. I mean, what the hell with this guy, man? He's
1: definitely trying to make a name for himself, but not in the way that you want to be, I right. guess. Right,
2: yeah. I don't know what he expected he, to get from this other than a jail cell you the,
1: know? He, the fact like Cashman said the fact that he is so into himself that he knowing that there's actually people already legit looking for you because of some cats and now you're going to post this shit like you are so about yourself thinking that I'm getting the fuck away with this no matter what right. they're never going to catch me man like the movie Catch Me With You Can he loved that fucking movie dude yeah but,
2: I thought it was interesting how he drops these little subtle hints here yeah, in there, yeah. To, to help taunt them and the whole catch me if you can thing he was all about that movie. But yeah
1: he lo- he like he said he did leave little like little Easter like breadcrumbs bread crumbs, the, yeah. bread crumbs whatever the
2: fuck like yeah come show me yeah posters in the background like yeah. had a significance they yeah. weren't just there for no reason it's fucked up what the what was Casablanca the, the poster. Casablanca You're yeah just fucking
0: listening to the fucking uh what song was he listening to? Oh, I've
2: got it in here somewhere. I can't remember the name. New Order. Yes. True uh, Faith. True Faith
0: yeah. yeah.
1: The beginning of fucking uh, uh, American Psycho. That's what that Yeah, came
2: right. that yep. is what they're playing at the beginning of that. So. so, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. The police are notified, and they analyze the video as well in an extended version, which they claim shows him cannibalizing the right. victim. That's fucked up.
0: Which they, I mean... They fucking confirmed that. That wasn't a speculation. No, the cops said said because of
2: what they saw. Yeah. Um, The Casablanca poster, we talked about that, and the true faith from New Order. Um, They also identify the victim as Asian. And, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, him killing the dog. And as Chris brought up, you know, he just got the dog specifically for this, which is fucked up. They found a Craigslist ad, I think, that he answered or posted about looking for a dog. So it was like right before this happened. um now, this dude, poor
1: dude, what's fucked up about the way he got identified? Well, maybe not the way he got identified, but on that uh documentary, his friend was like scrolling like heard about the video and they hadn't been able to find him. Oh yeah. And he was like scrolling through the video. And he said, when I saw him turning his head around in the bathtub, I was like, that's him. Like, wow.
2: Could you imagine that you're that's looking up for that. your
1: friend and that's how you find it. Yeah, find that
2: is right. Uh, you're talking about June Lynn. Yeah. The international student that he meets on Craigslist, June Lynn uh, was studying at the Concordia university there in Montreal. Very sad story. I mean, the guys here, trying to, you know, be in on his own for the first time. He's in a big city. His parents are worried. He's always calling his mom, telling her he's okay. Um, friends of his say he got this late-night text, and he leaves. His boss, you know, he doesn't show up for work, so he gets a hold of the cops, thinks something's going on. And, of course, they get a hold of his family, and then they know something's up. And as you pointed out, his friend who's on that Don't Fuck With Cats He says that's how they identified him is when he's severing his head in the bathtub. They turns the head and he could tell it's June Lin. So that's just fucking awful. Um, They also knew something was up because he had cats and they hadn't been fed for days and uh, he would not have left the cats without food. So they knew something was wrong. And uh, once they saw him in that video, they knew what happened. Uh, Pretty awful. And then you saw the uh, police... Also on Craigslist, find that Luca posted that he was looking for a sexy yeah. guy uh, before he met June Lin, and that's how they they met each other. So,
0: and after he was fucking, you know, after he was killed, whenever the fucking parents came over of June Lin, there was like all this controversy with political theories and everything else, right? And uh, it's fucked up. Because I saw the I saw the same thing happen um a few years ago with uh, Ying Ying Zhang was a student at University of Illinois here in Champaign. yeah, and Brent Christensen basically um, abducted her and she was never found they've never found that like that was a fucking mystery that i followed like daily while that shit was happening i was like when's this fucking body gonna be found and like it never happened and fucking it's basically thought that she's like in the landfill you know what i'm saying like anyhow so we might do that case no i definitely think we should do that but yeah like whenever they did that it was like this big you know issue with the parents coming over because i mean that's International, yeah. The Chinese were upset, with. man. Yeah.
3: They
2: had just lost another student. I don't know if it was that one or if it was this other one, but in Canada, right. but they were really upset about this uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, it was very upsetting to everybody. And
0: luckily, they were, I mean, they had enough coalitions that came about from Canada and stuff that they paid for everything for them people That's to come good. over and be here for all that. And they also, uh, they erected I don't know if they erected a statue or they did a memorial, they did for something him. with they the. Do- Memorial.
2: memorial, yeah. Um, they said a human foot was delivered to the headquarters <laughs> of the conservative party. So, Joey, what the fuck is he doing with the body parts, man?
0: I mean, he's telling people that he's got six body parts that he's right. going to be mailing around to people, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so, like you said, the conservative party they get one. Another one sent to the Liberal Party of Canada, also, but it gets right. intercepted through the Postal Service. Um, I mean, that's fucking crazy as shit. But he. Uh, <laughs> it's super fucking crazy. No, and I mean, you, you got to think these are fucking dismembered body parts. So the smell in these is already bad. So. Yeah, they were
2: talking about one of them was like leaking blood out of the bottom yeah, of the box. Like, why like why what the you fuck? That?
0: But he had a. Uh, there was also like the, the two notes. other ones. Yeah, there were two uh, to a school, right? Yeah, I don't that- know.
2: I didn't see anything in what I was looking at that explained anything more than the two, the foot and the hand.
0: Right. No, there were two more that ended up. Um, yeah, I think there was one
2: at a school. One was a school, and then
0: one was, I can't remember where the other place was. And then, of course, they found the torso yeah, uh, in, that suitcase. Suitcase. in the suitcase yeah. with yeah. a fucking dead dog. Right,
1: which is the dog in the video. Right. right,
0: which is the dog in the video. Yeah, It's so fucked up. And then, uh, lastly, they ended up finding the head over by uh, Riverbank, I believe. or right. somewhere. Obviously, he had just fucking brought it there and hung out with it or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he fucking mailed that shit, and that's why he ends up getting the charges he gets to,
2: which are yeah. weird.
0: But I mean, yeah,
2: the uh, the note he had with the with one of them, it's the hand or the foot said roses are red violets are blue police will need dental records to identify you yeah dude that's like bitch you got- <laughs> bitch what the fuck man so that's just crazy um uh, but yeah the janitor's the one that found the torso in the suitcase behind the apartment building where he killed him which in montreal
0: and i mean i think he saw it and then fucking
2: It stayed there it for stayed a couple of days because yeah. they didn't pick up all the garbage. So right. it could have been gone. He almost he, got away with that's it. That's
1: so fucking weird. And like And uh, the fucking uh <laughs> the janitor's like wondering why it was still there. And he said then he said he saw the maggots coming out and he like thought maybe somebody's dog or cat died, didn't know what to do with it. Right. And then he's like, oh, that's not a dog or a cat. <laughs> and then they found
2: 30 bags of garbage associated with this with bloody clothes, human remains, papers, there was a fucking copy of his driver's license yeah, in yeah. there, yeah. of Luca's driver's license. Like, really, dude? How fucking stupid are you, man? And there's it's the so video footage of,
1: of him in the basement throwing, like, making multiple trips right. down to with the garb- Jun Lin's basement. shirt on. Yeah, which with Junlin's shirt on, of him, like, wow. fucking. Ret-
2: yeah you kill this dude you're like wow, I kind of like that shirt though, yeah, i'm gonna you know? wear I'm gonna that, keep that. i'll throw the rest away like fucking stupid. yeah they had that closed circuit uh shit from the ho- from the apartment building and yes she's sees him multiple trips down to the garbage or the dumpster at like three in the morning too and uh they found no hands feet or heads in the bags. right they wind up finding stuff later um there was also a receipt, I think a drug or a prescription receipt with his name on yeah, it in I think the bags. Was, like, yeah, What an idiot. Um, but at first, they thought Luca was the victim. They didn't realize it, he was the because killer. Because all
1: his identification right. yeah, and everything right. was in there. So they're just like, oh, we're looking for him as a victim. Right. This is our victim. Right. Looking, trying to figure out who did that.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, Chris, it looks like, you know, he's definitely got the fame that he was looking for. I mean, he's
1: got the I, whole fucking world's watching him now. Like I said, not the fame he's fucking wanted, I guess. Maybe it is the fame yeah, he Yeah, I don't know. That's the confusing thing about this. He seemed pretty fucking intent about doing what he was doing, like leaving everything. Right. The, like talk, We'll talk about the poster and all that shit. And right. Because then there was that poster from the video, the Casablanca poster in the right. background was... In that fucking goddamn thing full of garbage. That's
2: right, it was. With,
1: uh, with the knife was in there. Yeah. And the uh, shirt and all kinds of shit. That yeah. were in that video was in right. that bag. Exactly.
2: Or those bags. Exactly. So, like, kind of hard to explain this, that away. Yeah, it's, this is not my stuff dude
1: this is all your
2: stuff uh the cops go to search the his apartment 208 joey pretty close to old 213 right right that would have been cool (laughs) 213 again but no 208 uh but he's no longer there he's moved out months before but his rent was all paid up so the place was just vacant but they find blood on the mattress in the bathroom, the refrigerator. I also saw they lit that shit up with luminol. Yeah, said, and
1: they said it was like a disco party, dude. Yeah, like, just lit the fuck everywhere
2: up. in that bedroom, all over the walls, really fucked up. And then he leaves a message inside the closet that said, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't, I don't care. care whatever
0: it was written in like red fucking marker or something yeah. in the closet so right. weird like all cryptic
2: it yeah,
1: yeah in the closet too it's like so cryptic like yeah huh? and the bathroom
2: was all lit up too because that's where he chopped him up in the bathtub yeah. tommy style you know? said you
1: could like see with the luminal, you could see like from in the video where, where he, he just propped, like, them propped up. him up against the door and like, yeah like god damn man yeah
2: that's just fucked up man It does not take the cops long to figure out the body parts. They belong to just uh, Jun Lin and that Luca Magnata was now the suspect. Uh, There was a note in the package that the foot went to the conservative party. um, Like you said, Joey, that they said there were six total ones. Yeah. But I don't think they found them all, or I never heard of... I only heard of the, the like four, four of them.
0: yeah, and then they found the torso. So maybe
2: the- he was full of shit about having sex, who knows.
0: It's weird, yeah, because I mean, obviously, by that point, they were on the lookout for any kind of package like that. Right.
2: And you would have smelled it for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's crazy because the video footage of him taking it to the post office. Yeah. They they didn't realize at that time that he was carrying two packages and shit. Right. And he's got that stupid yellow shirt on from the same video (laughs) before. Fucking.
2: So as smart as he was about something, he's dumb as fucking others. But Joey, no matter what, it is some gruesome shit. Yeah, some goremonger you know style <laughs> stuff here about male and body parts. Um, he must have thought he was just going to get away with it. Is all I could think of. I mean, he's that narcissistic that he just thinks I'm going to outsmart everybody and they're never going to catch me. I guess I
0: don't know what the deal is. He just seemed to be uh, to, to be living on the fucking fringe and. The fact that he had all that fucking hot press over the fucking cat videos and right? shit, it really and- fucking doesn't make me believe that maybe he he thought he could get away with it or not i don't know so I, to me it feels like a more of a situation where he didn't care i also i never saw anything about it but i'd really like to see what kind of drug intake he was doing because i'm sure he was right. fucked up on shit oh i have you no doubt, but
1: i never did see any kind no, of oh, they I never, never saw talked about, about that, that but no. I,
0: I have to imagine there had to be something in i there. would if agree. not then that's even more
2: fucked up right the way he is right so. I mean, his dad was schizophrenic, so maybe, you know... I mean, I know they well, I mean, did a lot of tests on him. He was
1: supposed to... Wasn't he supposed to stay on... I think on for
2: depression. He medicine? was supposed to stay yeah. on medicine. Yeah, you know for it's his also, also
0: fucking cool too. is, you know, where he was born in Scarborough. Yes. So it's Bernardo? Like grew up when the Scarborough rapist was going around right, and shit. You know? Right, <laughs> right, right. Bernardo, I That's thought the fun. same so thing So I when bet you that, that was like, you know, and then he Home fucking did boy. that thing with the Homoka <laughs> shit. He probably oh, fucking yeah.
1: like... I idolized since he was a kid. Big yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so an
2: arrest warrant was issued in Montreal for the 29-year-old Luca Magnata. He's charged with first-degree murder, committing indignity to a dead body. Publishing obscene material, mailing obscene material. Criminally harassing the prime minister and members of the parliament. So using, not good. The, using the postal service to distribute obscene materials <laughs> and criminal
0: harassment. All that shit is like, oh, did they have to make that stuff up? Because that's I just not some shit you right. usually
2: fucking that's have That's on page with. 62. <laughs> right? right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Mailing body parts. Yeah, I mean, it's fucked up. Uh, May 31st, 2012, Interpol issues what they call a red notice, which is pretty important meaning he's to be arrested on the spot by any Interpol member state. That means you got basically the world after you're in. Yeah, especially in Europe, right? Yeah. The police show up at his mother's house in the middle of the night. She doesn't know what's going on. There's an interview with her on Don't Fuck with Cats. I mean, she is a little kooky.
1: Dude, she is. Uh, she does
2: not believe he did anything. She's fucking hating on the groups that, of course, track him down. She's blaming the kids that picked on him in school that called him a fag Manny. and a pussy. She brings up this fucking story that he supposedly told her about a guy that he met through his pro, you know, his male escort days called Manny Lopez who forced Force him, him to, to do, do shit. The cat
1: shit and all that like forced him to do it.
2: Right. And that's what he's telling his mom. Uh, a lawyer claimed that 18 months before the murder, Luca Luca came to him about Manny when I think he was in uh Miami and he filed a police report about this dude raping about him and choking doing sh- him
1: and beating him. They sent him this picture. Or yeah, so something- I mean, he
2: was planning this out with the Manny thing, like eight, like I said, eighteen months before he even murdered. So well, right.
0: and I mean, is that timeline consistent with would he have created that whenever he fucking all them fucking cat inter cat videos came out? He right.
2: claimed that 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 that's who made him do it. That's what
0: I'm saying. So he could have been bringing that up then oh sure just to, get to get ready because he's like oh fuck the world's gonna fucking chastise me for fucking killing these cats now
2: right uh, yeah i don't know i mean he he really had her believe in it and if you watch that video it's it's really sad because yeah. she doesn't even think he did anything wrong you know um now luca magnata flies from montreal to paris under a fake passport In the name of Kirk Trammell, who's a, that name has something to do with something. (laughs) He said, he's very clever with the little names he uses and stuff. Montreal police figure out what's going on. They give Paris a heads up.
0: But he's gone.
2: But he's gone (laughs) when they get to the hotel. Um, His room was actually in his own name, which is pretty crazy. I thought that was odd, too, like. Yeah, and I read hide, somewhere, but only one place, that there was porn mags. I saw there was, I saw the there was porn
0: mags and a fucking vomit bag, barf bag.
2: No shit? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, dude, you got time to fucking crank one out <laughs> well, while this is going on? Like... Ah, <laughs> oh, let's just fucking whack it here. You know, fuck. I'm
0: he probably kinda... filmed it. You can probably watch it somewhere. He probably, probably. Fuck, They probably I mean, fucking. Magnata's last free crank. I
1: guess. <laughs> he's he's trying to use it to lure his neck victim
2: in, probably. Right. Um, he gets on a bus, though, and heads to Berlin, Germany. He loves the fucking chase. I mean, like you said, Chris, he was all about that catch me if you can. And he used that terminology in a lot of his posts, too. Yeah. The Paris police, I thought was funny. They were calling the butcher of Montreal. Yeah, I saw, yeah, so. I saw that too. <laughs> Fuck. Now, Chris, the way they catch up to this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. idiot is great. He's Why looking. don't you tell us? He's, uh, June
1: twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's in Berlin and he's walking around trying to figure some shit out. Right. Walks into this internet cafe, and those of you who might not know what an internet cafe is, that's just a that's where you go in and you get on a computer and use the internet, paid by the hour or whatever. Right. So yeah, there you go. Fucking but uh. He's in this internet cafe, like, what, looking up himself, like, in the news and everything, see where he's at. And the dude that runs the internet cafe, he, like, goes and sneaks over yonder, like, he's just cleaning up garbage, look at what he's looking at. Because he wasn't expecting that dude to come walking no, in his store. He's no. like, wait, is that really who I fucking think it is, man? Right. So and he you, was
2: on the Interpol website. Yeah, he's on the Interpol website <laughs> looking
1: at himself. And he fucking the store owner or whatever. Yep. He calls him. And then you see this video of like fucking oh, God. straight up military style cops like, like 10, six, fuck, seven, yes. eight of them yeah. come coming in this little inner cafe door. And he's standing in the doorway at the time, too. Like he sees it right. and he turns around and walks back like fuck. Right. Yeah, he had nowhere to go. But no. it's, it's just hilarious to it see that motherfucker just come walking in. Looking at pictures his, of himself. Yeah. Look at the pictures, and you see his little bitty ass. you got these big old fucking German fucking cop motherfuckers, right? In like military gear and yeah. shit. Yeah, it was
2: pretty funny. So they fly his ass back to Canada in a military transport because of obvious security concerns. And they said no airline wanted to be associated with yeah, him. So that. fuck you. Um, they said he cried out the whole way back on the plane, um, but he smiled once the cameras were on him as he's let off the plane in handcuffs. He's not talking to the cops originally. He mentions the Manny thing to his defense psychiatrist. He's put in solitary, which no shit. I'm uh, sure for safety and, of course, the notoriety of the crimes.
1: It'd be, oh, it'd be another one in a glass box.
2: Yeah. Uh, he should have put his ass in a glass box. Uh, China is, of course, upset, like we said. I thought this was interesting. They name him Canadian Newsmaker of the Year.
0: Yeah, they were not happy as well,
2: People obviously. were fucking mad. I mean, it's legit he was a <laughs> newsmaker, but not for good reason. <laughs> right, dude. right. You, know, I you mean, loved it. He yeah, had the most fucking articles. No, he loved it. Oh, he, like, he had that yeah. shit up on a wall, I'm sure. He's probably all about that, I'm sure, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um now the trial is set in 2014. Um, the police departments in Toronto are looking for the uh, you know get them on the animal cruelty stuff, yep. and uh, Los Angeles originally they were looking for them for the involvement in what they called the Hollywood Sign murder of a Her- Hervey Medlin or Medelline, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Did, um,
0: did you see? Uh, did you see who they found out did that? Who came um, up with that information? Yeah,
2: the Grim Sleeper. No,
0: or- no, 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 no. I'm not saying that murder. I'm saying the uh, linking him to the Hollywood sign murder was a ploy by the animal rights people. Oh. They started that because they had to come oh, out and tell wow. the cops. They were like, no, actually, we did that because their whole thing was they were trying to link him to that on there so that so that Luca Magnata would come, come out. Come out here? Right, oh, and what? they would be able to fucking figure out oh, where he wow. was because he'd be pissed and you know be like, hey, fuck you. I didn't do it. They're like, oh. oh. And shit, then, they had, shit. then they know where he's at.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: that was like a ploy by them so they had to retract that that it wasn't a true thing.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's pretty it's crazy they're all trying to get him for different things um but they you know they did say yeah he had nothing to do with that um and that owner of the gore site we talked about he got arrested in edmonton yeah. in 2013
0: because he because they said that he knowingly knew that was a real video and right fucking play right, so right. like i can't remember what his charge was it was some kind of fucking yeah i don't like remember thing, but
2: yeah it wasn't anything too bad but still he got arrested yeah, yeah he got charged uh Joey, he pleads not guilty uh but elected to be tried, tried by a judge and jury. Uh how did the uh trial go? Uh
0: well, I mean he got so whenever he gets arrested it's two thousand and twelve. He gets indicted by two thousand thirteen and he's gonna go to trial by two thousand fourteen, April twenty ninth, the the uh whenever the judge set the date and I mean it didn't take them long like he pleaded not guilty but through the trial he was obviously found guilty they had the fucking weapons they found outside his house and yeah
2: it only went on for 12 weeks so right. it wasn't like this marathon like oj trial but i saw but mind. i
0: saw this uh i saw this thing where they were talking about because like i said his his initial arrest in 2012 and then your your trial in 2014 people were like what the fuck that's two years what the hell is going on right and so they were talking about well up in canada that's not so unheard of and their deal is the higher profile of the case the more apt that is to be so huh. so they're saying okay well we have to find um, a proper courthouse and we have to find a proper judge and everything like that and to me the only the only issue i have with that it's like okay The longer that you're holding this out, the more infamous all that fucking shit is. And the more people are fucking putting uh, their idea in their head what they think happened. So your your probability of picking an impartial jury is fucking nilted. It's void after this long. Everybody knows who those guys guys are. So I didn't really fucking... You know, I don't really dig it for that aspect of it, but that's the yeah, way but, that mean, it is up I mean, even
2: here, a lot of these trials take a while to happen because of all the delays and so I saw, scheduling right. and all that oh, stuff. Oh,
0: exactly, yeah. So they were saying, like I said, in Canada for the high-profile cases, that's not as strange. So they had a few comparisons um, of other ones up there, and they said, you know, Robert Pickton. Uh, Charged in 2002 And it was Four years and 11 months Before his murder trial started Uh, Uh, The three people accused in the Shafia family murder case In 2009 Two years and three months And Paul Bernardo Was arrested in 1993 For, you know Leslie Mahafferty And Kristen French And his trial began Two years, three months later Magnata's trial Was two years, three months After his arrest So that's Pretty standard Yeah, but it does seem like I mean and I mean the people who are fucking questioning this the most, of course, are the the victims'
2: families. And sure, Because they're like, what the
0: hell, we want to...
2: Yeah, they want justice. Man. Right,
0: and, and with every day, you're thinking that that's one more chance that this you're person could slip away. out. Right, so it, it is it's tough, but that's just the way it is. And- yeah,
2: I saw that they found six tools outside the apartment. Yes. A pair of scissors, two knives, a screwdriver, an oscillating saw, and a hammer. <laughs> but none could be conclusively linked to the murder or the dismemberment. Um, He chose not to testify, which is common. Um, And it took the jury eight days to deliberate, but found him guilty on all
1: charges. I'm sure that jury had to watch that video, right? Oh, man. I think that they were just
0: trying to make sure that they fucking did exactly what they needed to do to, you know.
1: Not get something wrong to where the jury right
2: on an the appeal or something yeah, like, some that shit like that. Or... Yeah, right. They, yeah, they, they were, were thorough, sure
1: everything and th- was correct. They probably
2: had a holdout or two that did want to find him guilty, and it took a while. You know, I don't know. Uh, the internet investigators pointed out that Manny was one of his many identities. Um, they mentioned his use of the last name Trammel on that uh, passport yeah. was actually Sharon Stone's character in Basic Instinct. Her last name, and in one scene uh, where he kills her, or where, in the scene where she kills her lover, lover with an ice pick, is just like he does with June Lynn with them tied to the bed. Right. So very, very creepy. The way he followed that movie—that's weird. He
1: gave his mom that freaking. Uh, Basic Instinct fucking keychain. Yeah. And like she straight said, he loved that movie and whatever. Fuck it. So, like, all the movie connections in it are kind of weird.
2: Yeah. I mean, and also in Basic Instinct, Sharon Stone's character's abusive boyfriend, who's played by Michael Douglas as Manny. I also thought it was weird. The lawyer. That he went to talk to kind of looked like Michael Douglas. Right. And he does, Luca thought, actually said, Has anyone ever told you you look like Michael Douglas? Right? And he said at the time he didn't think much of it because people had said that because he had the same kind of hair. Yeah. I, and he I said he after like, all this came out, he was like, Wow, that's so fucked up, you know, that he brought that up. I thought he
1: looked like Michael Douglas and Michael Ravaport. Yeah, <laughs> both. <laughs>
2: So kind of crazy where he comes up with this Manny name from the Basic Instinct movie. So uh, his phone records on the night of the murder showed no calls um, because he said that Manny was trying to call him or was calling him, directing him what to do on the night of the with June Lynn, yeah. and there were no calls on his phone. So that was all bullshit. So he gets found guilty. No big question here, but it did take eight days with the jury he gets life but is eligible for parole after 25 years which is i think a canadian thing i don't know if it still is but it was then we've talked about that that before with one of these cases where they don't just give him life without any parole they have to do at least 25 but whether he ever gets out i seriously doubt it yeah i don't um he's also charged with 19 years from other crimes but the sentences to be uh, served concurrently. Um, doctors did find him to have a variety of mental health issues, but nothing that would meet the legal definition of insane. So,
1: no, he's not insane. He's just narcissistic as fuck. Right
2: <laughs> now, Chris, what do you think about the sentence he got? I mean, I, I mean, guess in g- Canada, that's about as worth you know the bad as it's going to get. I mean,
1: they gave him life minimum of 25 but like you said i doubt they're gonna let him out after what he did fucking just like putting it on video or on the internet yeah. like that just do it like and the severity of it right i don't think he's ever getting out dude. i don't think so
2: either too high profile definitely made you know the cops look bad um you know just it's a blemish on the fucking canadians you know now I did see he was also investigated for a series of murders in Toronto, but no charges were brought due to lack of evidence. And there's also comparisons to the case of Mark Twitchell, who was the murderer that was inspired by Dexter that used the internet, internet as well. So that was kind of an interesting comparison there. I did see that the people, you know, that were searching for him for 18 months on the internet. Did feel bad that they didn't get him sooner. Um, yeah. They felt bad that June Lynn had to die, but I mean, goddamn, they they were commendable for what they did. Um He also was really into serial killers. I was cu- I'm always curious when they mention that which ones. And I did from looking at different sources, the Moore's murderers were were a big thing because he was using the victims' names as screen names. And aliases and shit. Yeah, yeah. and so that was interesting. Again, these little breadcrumbs. And like you pointed out, Chris, he was all about the movie American Psycho because that's where that song was from and the opening scene of American Psycho. So he is incredibly vain. Just like the character on American Psycho, so no surprise. Um, now, my opinion: after you watch the interview with the mother, you see how this dude was just coddled and pampered, and never meant let to see the world, and tried to keep him, you know, sequestered away. And I think all that played a part in why he was the way he was, and kind of lived in this fantasy world. and his obsession with that movie basic instinct is just fucking nuts. I will admit, you know, my personal experience with getting thrown out of the house when I was 19 (laughs) for no legit reason. um, I'm pretty resentful when I hear stories of people that are coddled and babied. Cause to me, I don't fucking like it because I know I was not right. So I'm like, man, you know, I had to fucking deal with shit like now, not like 10 minutes from now right now get out you know so i know what that's like so when i see people like this i get fucking aggravated you hey know? man he
1: got kicked out of the house so his mom could clean bro
2: right but he got <laughs> let back in though all right uh joey chris anything to add to mr luca magnata uh,
1: i think we're pretty good man that was all right okay was, yeah i thought that was nice. good yeah
2: Um, I did my research by watching Don't Fuck With Cats twice. So that was awful to have to watch that two times. Um, It's good, but it's just nauseating. Um, The couple other good docs, the one I really liked was called The Fifth Estate, called Hunting Luca Magnata. Strongly suggest watching that one. I saw it on YouTube. Also, always love Murderpedia. They get some good stuff. Various articles under Luca there. So if you're interested, you could read those. Uh, There's quite a bit on this dude because it was, you know, so recent and and everything was all on the computer and a big case, especially for the Canadians. So if you're interested to look or learn more, there's a lot. So go check it out. Uh, Next week, we're going to do another bonus episode. This time we're going to do it on our favorite metal musician. CK suggested this one. And so each of us are going to take a different instrument, and we're going to say which are, you know, who are our favorites at that instrument. Of course, I'm going to talk bass players. Joey, you're going to do guitar Guitars. players. CK is a drummer, so CK is going to do drummers. And Chris, I'm just going to do, yeah, do some vocalists. Take
1: my favorite vocalists.
2: That's cool. So we're going to talk about that. So that'll be next week. Take a break from the usual episode. Uh, but we'll be back the week after that doing the uh, Lonely Hearts Killers. Hell That's yeah. going to be a good one. For Valentine's For Day. For Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I, guys, I think we've done our fair share of murdering tonight. Right, man. I hear that music, C.K. getting ready to throw down. So, Joey, what the fuck do we need to do?
4: Let's get our metal on.
2: Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers. And Murder Metal Mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wild Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization, the one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris
4: C.K.
2: There he is, great metal motherfucker. What's up, CK? How you doing?
5: Yo, what's up? What is
1: up, CK? You over there killing wild, <laughs> on Wild Man?
5: Going nuts on Wildman Street, motherfuckers. Got
2: a snowstorm, got a gas leak in Danbury, so yeah. hopefully you're able to hang in there and get this episode done. And don't have to flee the fucking house or something. But uh, Yeah, I
5: hope not. No, it's been, it's been like that all day. They've oh, been out man. there all day.
2: Jesus. Well, CK, I'm glad we got you on. We're on a Canadian kick tonight with The Killer, and it looks like we're geniuses by you picking the band you picked, but you're claiming it's an accident.
5: It's a total accident. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> when I you sent me lie. the
2: text, I was like, Nice. Nice Canadian tie. And he could have I, done, I, I ca- done Witch Killer. would have been another one. but
5: True. I could have lied. And kid, <laughs> but um, no.
2: That's funny. You could have made your uh, uh, Lost Classic Witch Killer. That would have been, <laughs> been funny. That's true. But go ahead, CK. Who are you going to do tonight?
5: Um, a band out of Ottawa, Ontario. Um,
2: Exciter. Nice. That's an old school band, man. They were yeah, one of they- the first, like... When I started getting into the more underground stuff, they were one of the first bands I started listening to. So that's kind of cool that you picked them.
5: Yeah, I mean, they formed in um, 1978. Um, that's the year I was born, homie. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, originally called Hellraiser. Um, changing it to Exciter. Um Taking it from the Judas Priest song from the *Stained Class album, Um, the song "Excited," the first song on the album, probably my favorite, probably my favorite Priest album, along with um, *Sad Wings*.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, But originally they um, consisted. They were a three-piece. They were Dan Bieler, John Ritchie, and Alan James Johnson. Um, They recorded a demo, which they sent to Mike Varney of Shrapnel Records if anybody remembers shrapnel records i think they're still around um mike farney was like big oh yeah in dis- discovering like like the shredders um and early metal bands but he was big on discovering like ink van um richie and um greg howe all those guys right um and he included their song, one of the songs from the demo, World War III, on a compilation album that he put out in 82. And he soon after that, he signed them to a record deal on, on, on Trapnel. And he released their first album in 83, Heavy Metal Maniac, which was kind of... It was 83, and it was kind of like early, early... Almost like early speed metal.
6: Right.
5: Um, like... A little bit of priest influence, um, stuff like that. Iron Maiden influence, Motorhead influence. Right. And the funny thing is, Dan Beeler, the um, drummer, was the vocalist.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, that's the thing that always interested me about them, is you don't see a lot of bands with the drummer as the singer. Right. right. Uh, no, I
1: remember uh, Bless With Pain fucking... Right. on fucking...
5: Right. And yeah,
2: here. local band here, Bless With Pain. But yeah, that was that's different it's not easy to fucking do that's for sure
5: and then to play and to play the music they're playing singing i mean and the funny thing is they're a three-piece so it's another canadian band that's a three-piece you got right rush you got exciter you got <laughs> triumph and funny enough triumph their um drummers sing a lot of lead vocals as well ah but obviously obviously they're they're more of a hard rock right. slash metal band than then excited which was kind of like i said speed oriented i wouldn't say necessarily thrash right maybe maybe early thrash roots but um they released heavy metal maniac and a year later they um signed a deal with john Johnson Zula with megaforce records in 84 and released violence and force nice. which was a little bit better record yeah that's the, the, the one thing-
2: i got that was the first one that i heard
5: and and the thing that I that always I thought was funny on the first couple albums is the guitarist um um John Ritchie he loved the fucking flange pedal. I <laughs> oh. first couple,
2: the flange a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
5: he loved he loved he loved the flange on the first couple albums. He always knew it was excited because you like he used that flange every once in a while. And probably probably the one of the few bands I used to flange as often as it did but uh, it worked for me as a non-instrument playing person what is a flange a flange
2: is like where it sounds like
5: (laughs) yeah it sounds like like it's going in it sounds like Like it's going in a circle like like going in a circle type thing um yeah and they released in 84 um violence and force which is a classic album and um you know, toured the U.S. with bands like um, Merciful Fate, Anthrax, so they um, were able to get in the U.S. and and get known in the U.S. And they're for, for considering, you know, their underground, they're underground. they they had a pretty good following in the U.S. Right. And um, you no, know, quickly and and back in those days, you quickly put out one album after the other. So '85, it was like you know you're going in the studio right after you get done touring a couple months and you're going back in you the just studio and just start all recording over. right yeah, start the you process
1: know, over again
5: because because back then it, it's you know you wanted to keep your name out there and, and you didn't if you didn't have the funds to really tour or to tour a lot you know a lot of these bands did like you know a couple weeks here and there because you know these labels didn't have a lot of Money to put in for um tour support and usually came out of the um band's pockets right um and they quickly f- followed um found to force up with long live the Loud in eighty five and it was they kind of went it was more of a mainstream metal sound um I don't want to say commercial but it had a couple little bit more hooks kind of like. Almost um a European sound like like, like an accept sound, like, like accept. Right. And um and maybe like you know and he had a little bit of a motorhead feel to him because at that time they had Guy Bidmed. He um, produced the last couple of motorhead albums on that time too, so he had a little bit of influence on him too. Right. Um And shortly after that John Ritchie left the band and was replaced by Brian McPhee. Um they came up with the fourth album Feeling the Wicked in 86 and they they were still on um mega Force at that time and now in Europe they were on um, Music for Nations and um you know they were still touring a lot at that time um touring with bands like Man of War, uh motorhead and um. Dan Beale was still behind the kit doing both vocals and, um... and, 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 um... Drums. Drummings. Until the the, the fifth album, which was a self-titled... And it was also... They had a duplicate title for some reason. It was also known as OTT Over the Top for some reason. But they, um, recruited vocals, Rob Malnati... Maybe they really liked Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that—that was a—that was a. That, was a oh, that movie was horrible. <laughs> uh, at, at this time, they were kind of losing the momentum. It was—it was eighty-five, 86. Um, by that time, actually eighty-eight. Um, Megaforce didn't re-sign them. They were assigned to a smaller Canadian label, Maze Records. Um. I think one of the biggest bands that Mays put out besides Exciter was um, Biohazard at that time. Uh, no shit. Yeah. I think they put out their first album or second album. One of the albums. But, um, Not he had a similar sound, vocal style as, as Dan Bueller. And um, but not only out. got one job. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't last for so long. Um, you know, at that time they were kind of, like I said, they were kind of losing their momentum. It was the beginning of the end of like the '89 th- you saw I mean you had, you had you still had the thrash movement going, but, but it was starting to decline a little as you head into the '90s.' Um, 92 they put out kill after kill got rid of the um, vocalist. Um, Richie was back in a band, and um, Dan Bueller was back on vocals. And um, after this point, it was just a clusterfuck of of people in and out of the band. Um, Dan Bueller was out of the band. Um, They had another vocalist, um, different guitarist, is this I another mean, band that doesn't have any original members in it? <laughs> at, at, at one point, it didn't. For a short while, it didn't have any original really? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, 92, I said they put out Kill After Kill. Um, they took a little hiatus. In, two, in 1997, they put out Dark Command, which had Dan Bueller back, back in a band singing vocal, with the vocals. Um, Blood Tyrants in 2000. New Testament two thousand four.
2: Um Well, I didn't realize they put out this many albums. I'm kinda of surprised. Yeah, Damn.
5: Thrash be burned in two thousand eight and the last album they put out was in two thousand ten, which was Death Machine. Um and from two thousand ten till now they've been still playing um shows. Like I said, I at one point everybody left and was not one original band member left. <laughs> um, I think it was in 2015, the, the original lineup came back together to play the Keep It True Festival um, in 2015. Um, a new a reunion album was planned, but that got squashed. Um, John Ritchie in 2019 departed again and um, right now, it's Dan Beeler still is 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 the sole original member at this time. Um, as far as I know, I don't know if they have any plans of recording anything, um, ever playing out live again if they're even still together. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's a band from back in the day that that I like, and even their later albums, I, I I dig their later albums. Um, especially the last couple were really good albums. There was nothing wrong with them. It's just hmm. I'll
2: have to check it out. I had no idea.
5: Re- yeah, they couldn't really get find an audience after like 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 the f- like the fifth album after like unveiling the wicked. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of hard after you know you're gone for a little while. You come back, try to do something deli- in a new era of music, right? The landscape changes, and you know you're trying to come back. And yeah,
2: they would have seen the whole gamut starting in '78. For Christ's yeah, sake, I mean, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, so <laughs> that's a so, lot you of know, shit to happen to a band in 40 years plus. Right? You
5: know, I mean, it was hard enough with bands who stayed together during right. all this time with original members. You know, right. battling the um, grunge movement, um, the hair metal movement. You know, eventually a lot, a lot of bands. That we like the thrash bands, the, the death metal bands, all those bands, the, the harder edge bands, have come back from that. But it Seems Excite are never right. were able to, you know, shake that
2: old that stigma. Image. Yeah,
5: yeah, you know. So
2: yeah, but um, definitely
5: check, yeah. definitely check out out their their later stuff. It's good stuff. I I dig it. Um, uh, I still jam stuff today. Nothing wrong with it.
2: That's cool, dude. Well, you got a uh, lost classic for us, don't you, CK?
5: Lost classic by a cl- by um, an iconic band.
2: Yeah, I was kind of surprised at your choice this week.
1: Yeah, I was like, this uh, band is I, a I lost chose classic. Ju-
5: <laughs> I chose Judas Priest Jugulator this week uh, yeah. for the simple reason that um, it never got. The recognition I think it deserves, you know. Yeah, Rob Halford left. It was the first with um right. Ripper Owens. But that album is, is still an incredible Killer, album.
2: Dude. That's a good you one. You know,
5: you know, Ripper Owens he, he he doesn't let anybody down in my opinion. You know, he's he's sure he's influenced by Rob Halford, but in that in that in both albums he did with Priest, you could hear, you know, his own influence with his own vocal right, style right, you know, infiltrating those records. And right. um
1: so people might not think that it's, like, Priest because it's not Halper, but right. if you
5: listen to it, like, look, check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's different.
2: Like, it's different. But you could definitely it, it, see the influence, of course.
5: It, to me, it's a Priest album. And and I always dug it. I always dug the album after after that one, too. Um, and both live albums he did with them. Um, and, you know, sure, it was after Painkiller. Painkiller is like, you know... Other than maybe, you no, know, "Screaming for Vengeance" is, is, you know, the priest album that everybody gravitates towards to, and um, right. you no, know, like turning over a new leaf type of thing after um, ram it down, right? Um, you know, so I could kind of see where people maybe have abandoned priest, but you know, if you if you ever heard those albums with Ripper, take the time listen to them; they're really good albums. Um, and it is priest. It's not like, you know, we've talked about Maiden with Blaze Bailey. Right. It's far from that. Those no. albums sucked. Right. You know, and it was it was a unlike unlike Maiden, which was a disaster. This these two albums were really good. So check them out. Cool, cool. All right. Well,
2: it's uh, that time of the metal segment. We're going to talk about what we've been listening to. We're gonna crank up some fucking onslaught here.
0: Six six fucking.
4: <laughs> six, 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 six,
3: six,
2: six, six. all right six six fucking six right, uh, that means we're going to talk about what we've been listening to chris what about you lately
1: uh well i was chilling at the house waiting for cashman to come get, scoop me up to bring come out here i was On that putrid pile shit, that new Revel and Lunacy, I was fucking jamming that. That's cool. Still reading some more stuff for the night, whatnot. Right. I've also been jamming fucking Abnormality, fucking badass female fronted death metal band from Boston, dude. They're fucking. They broke up, by the way. Yeah, back in November, I saw that. Uh, Yeah, I was fucking. I've been jamming them a lot, and then you're gonna have to excuse me, but I've been listening to this a lot lately, and I I'm sorry, but. (laughs) <laughs> this is the name of the band. You ready? Okay. 011011111011101100110111001101001. So this cool? band's band name is in binary. So if you go to binary and you look it up, they're from oh, Venezuela. Wow. So it's basically Spanish for UFO. And oh a, god. A, I th- I th-
5: I, th- I thought it was a clutch clutch. No, the
1: <laughs> band name and binary of all the goddamn things in That's the world. It was fucked like up. let's how how can somebody not remember my yeah, fucking exactly. band name? Imagine being at like, a bar. Like, What's Jesus. your band's called?
2: Yeah. Hang on a second. You know? yeah. But no, they, they fucking
1: I love their music. They're yeah. fucking awesome. Like all their songs and shit That's weird, though, are named yeah. after like fucking Star nebulas research. and pulsars and <laughs> constellations and galaxies and oh, shit like wow. that dude yeah like,
2: that's interesting yeah it's
1: like p like like the way nasa did is it. like this one right here, psrb 1919 19 plus 21 that's the name of their song but that's <laughs> a nebula or a galaxy or something but they're, they're badass crazy.
3: dude that's
1: cool But it's in binary and it's like why that's would you hilarious. do that <laughs> wow joey what about you dude
0: uh i've been listening to uh get my metal card revoked i fucking went with Uh-oh. some new metal and i was jamming the the only album i like by this band but pod the POD, fundamental yep. elements of south oh. uh <laughs> and then so i was jamming that uh, in the car right now i got fucking my the,
2: heart is hurting right now go ahead <laughs> the, uh, please the, make it up right,
0: the next release that i'm putting out on on it Fuck the Ass is a Roasted Toasted and Burned to a Crisp three-way split. Mm-hmm. Which cool. two bands by Alex from Crytripper and Texas Dave, Sinworm, Worm, and Toasted, that's both them. And then Burnt to a Crisp is me and Alex. So that's the new three-way coming out. So I'm cool. jamming that in the car right now. And I've also been jamming uh cacophony, Speed Metal Symphony.
5: Uh, from Marty Freeman yeah. and um, Jason Becker.
0: <laughs> it's so fucking amazing. Like That came out whenever I was younger and fucking I was like yeah, just draw on to it because I, I really yeah. liked uh satriani and mountain back then great
5: and, album but all, at the same time it's kind of saddening because um where jason becker is now
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: right
2: <laughs> what about you ck you what could, have you been doing you
0: could uh do one on them or well, yeah i was actually was becker, thinking about really, it but you know yeah Be-
5: becker you could do cause yep. that that talk about an inspirational motherfucker yeah for sure um but what that's about a good you, idea.
2: CK? Other than Spandau uh, Ballet, I know you've been listening yeah, right. to live <laughs> Spandau Ballet.
5: Um, Angel Sapatrita. Nice. I still have Harlot and Malice's Wake going. Fucking A. Um, a band called Creeping Death, which is kind of like a uh, uh, thrash death metal band.
2: Nice. Where are they and out I mean, of? Do you know?
5: I'm not sure.
2: I have to check them out. I know you told me about them. I've been just going on some tangents man what the fuck with all this and new i got, metal, um, man?
5: and um i've been jamming some old aerosmith as well
2: hell yeah that's cool i've been jamming that battle grave we played a cut oh, earlier shit. it's fucking killer uh decapitated uh skeleton pit because i just did that interview Thank with him right. I was jamming that and also that new angeles apatrita that comes out on the 5th of february i'm pretty pumped about that one so i've been just doing a lot of jamming man it's been good stuff
0: i checked out that fucking that creeping death band actually i used to live like right next to this town they're from fucking denton texas which is outside oh that's right they are from
5: texas because they um i think they mentioned something about power trip
2: yeah oh okay no that's really cool man like that's like that
0: was right in my neighborhood nice i'll
2: have to check them out for sure um so that's cool that's what we've been listening to um, also, I mentioned Skeleton Pit doing that interview with Patrick over the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah! Uh, from Germany, we did it on Came Skype. Out good. Thanks, CK. Um, and uh, we're going to have uh, that interview fully up this Friday as like a bonus, just for fuck's sake. So I want to give them as much publicity as I can. Yeah. So I wanted to just yeah. release it. Fucking ace, Skeleton Pit so, kicks ass. Yeah, we're going to play part of it in an upcoming episode the valentine's episode where we do the lonely hearts killers and ck is going to do a little segment on skeleton pit we'll play part of that interview too so that'll be awesome um the 666 club we've talked about this that's our patreon uh you can go on patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem and join we just did a capone episode we were talking about that earlier that came out wicked
1: What was your experience hanging out doing that other than laying on the couch?
2: Yeah, CK, what would you think of the Capone episode we did?
5: It came out good. I'll explain explain the couch thing during Mayhem. Oh, okay,
2: good, good.
5: It came out out good. I liked it.
2: Yeah, and we've done other ones. We mentioned earlier the Dahmer episode, the Ramirez episode, now Capone, plus all the bonus uh, stuff we've released, interviews, full interviews. Where we usually only use part of them for shows, we actually give you the whole thing. So, all
0: kinds of fucking like true crime brains. Yeah, like, Doctor Ramsland yeah. and
2: fucking all sorts of John Borowski, Good stuff. So uh, join the six 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 club. Help us out, pay some bills, and get some extra VIP shit. So, all right. Well, we've done plenty of metal tonight. Yeah. So CK, what the fuck do we need to do, buddy?
5: Let's get our mayhem on, motherfuckers!
0: Are you tired of your girl having some nasty, stank-ass pussy? Something that smells like an animal died up in there? Well fear no more, thanks to Dr. Geen Vagina Maintenance, you can say goodbye to that graveyard inspired rotten crotch forever.
1: Yes, my wife's pussy smelled like 10 motherfuckers died up there, but when I applied Dr. Gein Vagina Maintenance Cream, it smelled fresh and new.
0: Give your wife our special Mother's Day pussy be new basket with a tube of the maintenance cream, a bottle of our special jizz-absorbent powder to keep the cum crystals down, and a hand towel to wipe that fucker down. Thanks, Dr. Gein. Her pussy smells so good. I might just cut it off and put it in the shoebox with all the others. Well, uh, that's a topic for another day, son. Dr. Gein Vagina Maintenance. Buy some today for that rotten crotch pussy you love to hate. <laughs>
2: I know we've played that many times, but I my never, fucking it never God, gets that old, is so funny. still one of my favorites. The two Joey's, my son yeah. Joey and then you, Joey. Yeah. That was great, man. Still one of my favorites. Dr. Key, I think we need, uh, we need to have a newer. Yeah, we're all, I'll write being. a new one for the next. Yeah, we're going to do some fake commercials next week. That'll uh, be uh, three. Be yeah. I think so- the, yeah, I think there's two of them. So, yeah, yeah. that'll be the third yeah. one. Yeah, we definitely need to do another one. Uh, Before that, of course, violence and force from Exciter, great band, and that was good CK. Uh, Now, of course, we're in violent, or uh, mayhem. We're We're (laughs) in (laughs) violence. Well, I feel like getting violent, because I think we should add a new segment to the mayhem segment, which is about male stories, because (laughs) I don't know what the fuck is going on with this fucking male system, but my God, I mean... I talked about it on Facebook today. I ordered a fucking book, and it's sitting in this one place for two weeks. I'm figuring they're fucking reading it and passing it around the post office. (laughs) I think I should get a discount for a used book by the time it gets to me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then you get into my skeleton pit. CK, You know, I was checking out that one band um, that you told me about, the German band. Um, God damn it.
5: Um, Bonded.
2: No, it wasn't Bob it was one of them, but Surgical Strike. Strike. And that band is killer. And I'm watching it, and the dude is wearing a skeleton pit shirt. And it's not only the skeleton pit shirt, it's the one that I ordered. So it's like taunting me. <laughs> I'm watching his videos, motherfuckers wearing my shirt. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm almost thinking we need a, a separate part of Mayhem to just talk about the crazy shit you guys were talking about. When you know Joey and you were laughing about all the way your yeah. packages flip flopping around, I mean, oh, yeah. just goofy as hell. What, but CK, crazy. you said you legit have a mayhem story to share. So what what do you got to talk about? Well,
5: last week we were doing the bonus episode. It was, it's the last week of my chemo pill of my cycle. Before I start, I got a week off and I start up again, which I started this week. Um. So while we're doing the, the the Capone episode, I felt like such shit i'm i where I have my stuff set up, I have it set up in the corner of the living room right and I have the couch in front of me to like add to so, so there's no echo right so it absorbs the the so during during most of the so during some of the um while we're doing the podcast. I got my head on the um the couch with my with my head head in my hands because I I felt like such shit trying not to puke. Little did I realize that where I was where I had the headphones it was bleeding into the track. <laughs> so it's that's all echoey and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was so like, so echoey. What the going on? <laughs> and, yeah, uh, that's funny. So we get done. I send you the tracks. I, I get up, I go, and I just puke my brains out after, after.
2: Oh man! Well, you're hardcore, dude. I mean, most people would fucking phone it in, but you're like hell with that. I'm doing the fucking episode, so.
5: I got through it. I did it.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, hardcore, yeah, did, like a man, dude. <laughs> I, I
5: give, I give my 100%. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whether I don't feel good or not, you know, it is what it is. But no. I got a, I got a quick mayhem story myself. Yeah, my go self. ahead, dude. Now, this is not like a personal
1: story. This is a true crime mayhem story. Okay. So, like, in uh, 1907, this chick named uh, Bertha Baranda, Bron- uh, Beron- she claimed that she got into a fight with her husband or whatever, or he said something wrong to her. She doesn't remember the night permanently like i said this is 1907 whatever so she ends up cutting his penis off the like with a razor blade so she cuts his dick off and like goes and runs away and they fucking catch her about 24 hours later dressed up in men's clothes and she ended up getting a felony for doing with a dick in her hand for five years (laughs) and she got sentenced to five years in prison for the crime of mayhem That's my mayhem story. Wow.
2: (laughs) She got charged with mayhem. She
1: literally got charged with mayhem. Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, It says, uh, it says the section 204 of the criminal code of the mayhem thing. Every person who unlawfully and maliciously deprives a human being of a member of his body or renders it useless or cuts or disables the tongue, nose, ear, lips is guilty of mayhem. Wow. I just All thought right. that was cool. That, that is kind of cool. She got, I
0: got in a fucking fight with a dude when I was younger and fucking locked him in his own car with me. <laughs> and I don't know. There's a long fucking story. I ended up getting arrested for it. And I got charged with mayhem. Yeah. Oh, sure wow. Yeah. Damn.
1: <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: I didn't know such a thing existed. Nah, that's that's what, cool. That was
1: my mayhem story. She got charged with mayhem. Got sentenced. A felony of five years mayhem. That's wow. fucking crazy. Wow.
2: (laughs) Well, I mentioned this on Facebook earlier today, but uh, we apologize for the delay with the shirts, but this fucking COVID shit has things so fucked up. We were joking about shipping earlier, but that's part of the problem here. The shirts uh, to get to the t-shirt printer are taking fucking forever. And now this poor guy's got fucking COVID himself, so he's sick as a dog
1: yeah he's so, already waiting now he's got now yeah, he's sick so. i mean so
2: we apologize uh, the people that advanced ordered shirts we have not forgot about you when we get them you'll get them and i apologize there's nothing more i could say about it i mean the guy's who got yeah, covid I mean, truly
1: yeah seriously sorry
2: yeah exactly now, last week, I dropped another Voice of Dread podcast. It was on the Saw franchise. God, I Sean, I to listen to that one. Sean from In Malice's Wake was on. You have not? You said Not no? yet. Tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. I'm gonna fucking listen to it. That's cool. Yeah, let well, me know really what good. you think. Thank you. Um, did that one with Jenny and with Sean from In Malice's Wake. It was a good time. So go to voiceofdread.com if you uh, want to check it out, or most of the podcast apps, you can listen to it. Um, and I recorded this last week in Episode 4 on Horror Artwork with Brian Usual, the artist. Um, he co-hosts that one with me. And that will go live Monday, February 1st. So that one is a bi-week. It bi-weekly. came
5: out really good, too. It was, re- it was really interesting. Cool. I um, was hoping it
2: would be too not too technical, you know.
5: Well, Brian had to say, because I didn't know that all that went into... You know, graphic arts and all that, so it's yeah. kind of cool.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to play a clip of this. It's about five and a half minutes long. It's part of the conversation I had with Brian where he talks about the Low 12 albums he did, Skin in the Game and Six. So uh, I think he talks about Skin in the Game in this clip. So let's live. give that a listen.
6: Or rent it, exactly. (laughs) Right.
2: Now, so how does the process start? I mean, I'm not an artist. Um, Mm -hmm. We've worked together. And usually when you and I work together, um, I like to give you some ideas. And sometimes, you know, like with the books especially, we'll send you either stories or excerpts from the book so you can get some kind of idea from the way I write. Because I try to write – in kind of a visual way i know a lot of people that have read my stuff feel that it paints a picture so i hope that when i send that stuff to you that you know kind of prompts your imagination so how Mm -hmm. does that all start when you know you're getting an idea from me and then you put it on the screen
6: well a lot of it when i'm creating artwork for someone else I like to get their two cents on it first cuz ultimately I'm representing something they created. So right. uh for example the low 12 uh, uh artwork initially you know I wanted your input on it because hey this was your project. I'm just highlighting it. I'm putting a cover on it. Right. Uh, but I want something that represents your music. So I'm going to or in or with your writing, your stories. So I'm always going to you know want your input. And then part of it is once I kind of got that idea then I got to think, okay, well, how can I play around with this? Uh, probably the one that comes to mind most uh, was because it was actually our first time working together, was the uh, low 12 skin in the game. Yeah. Album cover.
2: I wanted you Fair. to make the skin all stitched together. Yeah. I think and that was what we talked about, and then you kind of ran with it. That was pretty e- crazy.
6: Exactly. Because so if I remember correctly, you kind of had the idea for the cover to be that. And then you wanted the inside. I think you said just, you know, plain black background and like you really had nothing past the cover. And and then I kind of got the idea, well, we could have a lot of fun with this and mm-hmm. we can make the whole book look like this. Yeah. And which is also something I really, I kind of, that's why I gravitated towards graphic design because you could do those cool things. Right. And then on the back of it, I said, Hey, look, we have this big, long book. We could actually have it all laid out on the back. And that's when I told you guys, hey, if you could do an aerial photo of you
2: guys. (laughs) standing in like a table.
6: Yeah. Mm. And then from there, um, for people who haven't seen the back of it, I basically... You know, you re- use Photoshop, and I actually I took skin off of all you guys, and I kind of had muscle exposed, and so the understanding of all those pages was the band's skin being stitched Right,
2: together. yeah, I love that concept. But yeah. it is cool how you take actual pictures and incorporate them, like you were saying with the euthanasia mm-hmm. cover from Megadeth, with actual pictures of a baby, and then put it into a graphic. So you're, so you're using Photoshop then? I know there's a lot of different... You know types of software out there, but what right. what do you typically use?
6: Primarily, it's Photoshop. I also use Illustrator a lot. Okay, um, I've normally heard of that. It's, it's yeah, it's a collage. Basically, Illustrator is for well, self-explanatory. <laughs> it's a, for illustrations. Right. Um, it's a different medium where everything. I don't want to get too technical, but where instead of everything being pixels, it's vector, and so okay, you could. Blow it up to any size you want to. It's not going to pixelate on you. I see. Um, and it's just you. If you have a lot more accuracy with it, with Byzantine curves and all that. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things. And it's just a real mix of everything. And but see, Photoshop really it's for photo enhancement. But it's also come such a long way. You could do so much with it.
3: Right. And
6: like a little bit of trivia for uh, interesting trivia for skinning in the game. Those skins on it were actually um, when I was still in a band our singer was trying to get into some you know uh, special effects for uh for movies and so he was playing around a lot with latex so he got pretty good at making like a skin tone with latex and we actually <laughs> he took a it was a bush light 30 case box and we cut in the these rectangles, and we painted the stuff on them.
2: Oh, <laughs> and, nice!
6: And I took leather threading, like for you know, sewing buttons onto leather coats and stuff, real thick stuff. Right. And I stitched through that, and I actually put that on a scanner, and that's oh, what you're looking at. Cool. And oh, was like awesome, a, yeah. That's, and then I put some filters on it, and I, you know, I did some things like that. I play with the hue. There was like a gray one, and a colored one, and an overlap, and, and that's how it all came together. But those, uh. it was really funny actually. I was cleaning up my office, and I pulled a box out, and I pulled them, and I still have some of them. Oh, nice! <laughs>
2: that's funny. <laughs>
6: That's, that's great, though. That's
2: creative. And like you said, that's what your teacher picked up on, your creativity. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fascinating to see it kind of take form. And then I think the favorite book cover of mine that you did was The Dreadful Lives of Enoch Strange. All right, so if you like that, then go check out the Voice of Dread podcast. comes out Monday, February 1st. You can go to com. So. Interesting stuff, Brian's very yeah, yeah, Brian, very interesting.
1: Artwork's amazing, dude. Yeah,
2: I mean it's good stuff, and it's fascinating to me because I've talked to the you know the guys that draw and paint, but he does everything graphically, so that's pretty neat. And he talks about you know some of those Megadeth albums where he first saw that done and was just right. really fascinated by it. All right, so Killer Cage match tonight, guys. Uh, we do this uh, as often as possible, usually every week, but sometimes we. We do special episodes where we don't, but tonight we are. We got uh, listeners contribute random numbers, one to 70. We got 70 killers, 70 objects, 15 variables. So, three listeners to thank, Chris, for providing the numbers.
1: So, once again, we got Layla Z. Rebecca Boomsack and Wesley Hudo out there in the world fucking keeping it murder metal man. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool to
2: see Rebecca and Wesley, you know, constantly contributing. That's really cool. Um, you'll have to, uh, you know, see this to believe it because we got a good one tonight, Joey in the cage. Yeah. Who do we got fighting again?
0: Fucking Charles Manson's going to fight the vampire Düsseldorf, Peter Curtin.
2: Nice. Peter Curtin was death. fucking disgusting, man. Yeah. Drinking the blood like really, like that was that was a good episode we did on him.
0: He is basically a fucking werewolf. Yeah, you know, he's like, a vampire. He's like yeah. fucking werewolf. Yeah, he was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna fight to death in the cage tonight. And CK, they got a couple objects going with them.
5: Uh, tonight they got a chainsaw, a samurai sword. And the variables. This is this is awesome. It's Al Bundy with his eyes gouged out. That's fucked up. Why would you do that? <laughs> Al Bundy's
1: one of my heroes, bro. We, I know. me and Cashman, fucking been fucking. He get come over. He's got the whole series on fucking DVD. We just started watching that shit from the beginning, kicking it. Al Bundy's the shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, and he's
2: got his Polkai shirt on, but his eyes are gouged right. out. Right, fresh, you know, he's so. Polkai baby. So poor Al has got uh, no eyes, but he's in the cage with him. So we got Charles Manson and Peter Curtin fighting to death with a chainsaw, a samurai sword, and Al Bundy running around with his eyes gouged out. So, Chris, what do you think, dude?
1: Okay. Uh, Peter or Peter Curtin's winning this fight. because oh, no gonna, doubt. Charles
2: yeah. Manson's just such a little dude, and no. he was never physical either. Yeah, you know?
1: Peter Curtin's winning this fight. It doesn't matter what instrument he gets Bundy's just over there like Peg where's my beard <laughs> like fucking Peg I can't see Peg. right exactly <laughs> like Bundy's over there he's, he's side point that's fine but doesn't matter Curtin's gonna whoop his ass he'd do a bare knuckle I don't think anything matters I, I'm all about Peter Curtin in this fight no matter what like okay. that's, that's my take on it there's no way he's losing this fight
2: alright uh, CK what do you think dude
5: I think Charles Manson's gonna go up to him and be like, "Yo, brother, peace and love." We'll go up to Spahn's ranch and hang out, uh-huh. right? And, and then, then just, Curtin's just gonna take the fucking samurai sword and chop his head off and drink his <laughs> blood. And he's gonna tough. he's gonna hang out with, he's gonna hang out with Al Bundy and drink some beer. <laughs> Joey, well, what do you
2: think with this one, dude? Well, Does Manson stand a chance?
0: Obviously, like physically, you're going to go with Peter Gordon in this fight. He was way more of a physical, you know, a physical kind of guy. guy. Yeah the only way that I would ever go with Manson's, for the fact of, of one of the weapons, this is a samurai sword, and, and Manson loves samurai swords.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Like, dude, he oh, was yeah. super
0: about them. Like, he would walk around the fucking the compound with it and shit. Right. So that's the only reason why I might think if he gets that, he might be so stoked and get a quick one in. Right. Yeah, fuck that chainsaw,
1: I'm coming at yeah, you. Yeah,
0: so that's the only reason I would say Manson that, but I think really I'm going to go with Peter Curtin.
2: And Al Bundy's not doing shit. Al Bundy. I mean, has got no eyes yeah but.
0: i mean i wish al bundy would do more because i mean <laughs> there's, he, there's no fat bitches in there for him to fucking joke yeah at, right, right. <laughs> right
5: and he, he can't see him anyway yeah that's, that's true. true that's true and
0: whenever he had he lost his eyesight fucking or whenever he had to go get glasses he wasn't very happy oh when yeah he, remember, that was funny. we had this conversation last time he yeah. was the variable because that's the truth and fucking whenever he did get his eyesight back he was fucking sickened by what was
3: around him. So. <laughs> right and he's probably he probably joking about his himself eyes. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, I think Peter Curtin's going to win this one, too. I think the only way Manson stands a chance, if he can get a hold of that chainsaw or the sword first, he might get the jump on Curtin. But Curtin, you know, I think just physically is just a more imposing type of guy, and I don't think uh, Manson stands a chance. No, I don't either. All right, well, very good, guys. I think we've done plenty of mayhem tonight, so let's hit that fucking outro. (tries) Yeah. <tries> you. Fuck yeah. Skinless with the song Skull Session. Maybe a little Ed Kemper inspired uh, stuff with that. I don't know. Skull fucked. Very possible. All right. Bumper music tonight, guys. Battle Grave, Exciter, and Skinless. Uh, Chris, CK's intro music is by who? Motherfucking Cry6. There you go. Murder Metal Mayhem intro by CK. Who does that? low motherfucking 12. Hell yeah, you've been jamming some low 12 yes, lately. Yes, I have. I saw, I saw a couple yes, people here lately yep. been jamming some low 12, so thank you. That's cool. Always jam jam your old band. Hell yeah, man. 6-6-fucking-6 uh, six, six, six music tonight, Joey, provided by Onslaught. You know it from the UK. Cheerio! And go check out com. Support indie artists like Tony Campagna. He's a fucking beast. He's got that great online catalog with all sorts of good stuff. So go spend your stimulus check and buy some shit from Tony. Also, Stuck Up Sticker Company at RUSTuckUp.com. Goddamn good stickers. Let Ian hook you up, Chris. Our stickers look awesome, I'm almost 43 years
1: old, I'm still obsessed with stickers, bro. Hey, there's nothing wrong with it. We got a table full of
2: stickers, man. (laughs) I always ask the bands I talk to, send us some fucking stickers.
0: Yeah, we need some more.
2: Yeah, well, the Skeleton Pitch shirt, eventually, when it gets here, comes with stickers. There you go. Fucking right, man. Um, Thanks to everybody out there listening. We really appreciate it. Keep seeing those numbers rolling in. Uh, we appreciate it all. And Chris, we got some good comments here. Why don't you start it off?
1: Oh yes, we do. We got Randall Yardley says, I'm a new listener from London. You guys are so funny. I started listening when you did the Moore's murders and really liked how you did Robert Maudsley. Cheers. Well, cheers to you, my friend. Thanks Hell for yeah. listening.
2: And that's awesome, man. Tell
1: your friends and have one for me, I'll have one for you, man. There also also in Head
2: England, man. Still in the top ten cities Fuck listening. Yeah. Also, we're funny how like a fucking clown. Yeah, Yeah. what am I a fucking clown? I'm here to fucking amuse (laughs) you. Joey, what's the next one, dude?
0: Uh, Sally George commented, "I loved your Maudsley episode. I never knew he was that fucked up. Well, now you fucking know, Sally. (laughs) You fucking
2: know. That's awesome. Two comments on the Maudsley one. That's awesome. Uh, CK, you got this one. How about this next one? This is a good one.
5: Angel Sosa 81 said, "I bang my head to Myrtle Meadow mayhem every week." In the, in the Bronx, Bronx, I'm a mechanic, and we crank it in the shop. Hey, CK, do more New York metal. Shit, I think <laughs> I've done like a I know, you done band. A you've done a few, done a lot. There, there, <laughs> you've done a few. There's a couple more that I could do, but I oh, think yeah. I've done the majority of New York metal bands. But I got I got a few up my sleeve. That's I'll, cool. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take care of um Angel Sosa '81 and his That's friends. That's cool.
2: That Angels cranking it up in the shop there in the Bronx. Fucking That's fucking right. awesome, man. And then, Chris, what about that last one, dude?
5: Uh, Beatrice Sims
1: says, I heard, I heard about you guys from a neighbor two years ago when I lived in L.A., and I've been listening ever since. Love the show. So much fun hearing you guys talk about the topics. Very interesting and hilarious. Man, thank you because, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. We, tried, been... we put it out there for you guys. We like to do what we do. We hope you guys enjoy it, so thank you.
2: Yeah, and it's crazy to think we're coming up on three years in April. I Holy mean, that's shit. just nuts, man. I was so, fucking
0: looking at because you guys are talking about like the seventy ninth episode was uh,
2: Sam Little,
0: right? The original Sam Little, and we just did the fucking the recap, you the, know, the fucking yeah, brutal the rewind. rewind. Yeah, and uh, I started like because I've been with you, you know, on the show a lot of times, but like full time, like show number eighty nine. And I was thinking we're wow. like one, almost 130 now. So that's
1: quite a fuck.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, yeah a that's a chunk, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think of it. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check I, out.
1: I can thank coronavirus for that. We that's got Cashman right. in the fucking <laughs> that's goddamn true. That's right. It because is. of COVID. That is true.
2: <laughs> don't forget to check out MurderMetalMayhem.com. Listen to those past episodes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out the show on Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, iTunes, and more. Grinder. Yeah, and leave
1: <laughs> comments. <laughs> leave comments. Luca Magnata was on Grindr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he was on there.
3: He had Le- about
0: 35 profiles <laughs> on sure, there. Dude, I'm sure. Dude, I
2: guarantee it. <laughs> he yeah. kept
0: digging his own profiles. <laughs> he was checking himself out on
4: his own shit.
2: <laughs> you know he was, man. You a know he narcissistic was. narcissistic fuck. He's probably having a fucking heyday in prison, man. Just <laughs> dudes everywhere. It's like, Look
1: how pretty I am, boys. Oh,
2: man. He's put <laughs> God, on a little dude. weight though they show modern or newer pictures yeah. of him he's not like fat like me but like
1: not like he's, he's not
2: like all washboard fucking body yeah. and shit anymore you know <laughs> uh so support the show join the 666 club patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem three bucks a month you can go to petealtieri.com pick up one of my books go check out my new podcast at voice if you dig horror Got some good ones coming and up. Horror Brad top t- novel. Horror top novel. Got Brad Tucker coming up oh, yeah. uh, next one. I'm going to record on voiceovers and horror and his fright Fight show and stuff. So that's going to be fun. And
0: he did the six 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 express. Narration. He, did.
2: he did. He did. He did a killer job. He and also it out of
5: the f- fucking ballpark.
2: Also, t- I also talked with uh, Rick Fisher of Sick Rick Mass is going to co-host an that. episode that's too. Awesome. That's going to be killer. We can't let him go without hearing a karaoke song. And I did this one very special just for the piece of shit, Luca Magnata. So crank it the fuck up. And until next time, keep one foot in the gutter.
1: And keep your own fist making your vanity strong.
5: (laughs) What the fuck does that mean?
4: Quickly, dip below one eye. Your it was a You had one eye in the mirrors You watched yourself out and all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner, and you're so vain. This song is about you, your soulmate! I bet you think this song is about you, don't you? Don't you? You had me several years ago when I was still quite naive. Well, you said that we made such a pretty pair and that you would never leave. But you gave away the things you loved, and one of them was me. I had some dreams, they were clouds in my coffee, clouds in my coffee, and you're so vain. You probably think this song is about you, you're so vain. Bet you you think think this song is about you you, Don't you, don't you, you, don't you Fuck you Dreams There were clouds in my coffee, clouds in my coffee And you're You're so vain You You probably think this song song is about you You're you're so vain I I bet you you think this song is is about you you. Don't Don't you, don't you you. Well, I hear you went up to Saratoga And your (laughs) horse naturally would then you flew your legend to Nova Scotia. See a total eclipse of the sun. Well you're where you should be all the time. And when you're not sure with some underworlds my wife of a close friend, wife of a close friend, your soldier probably think this song is about you you're so vain i bet you think this song is about you don't you don't you you're so vain you probably think this song is about you you're so You're so mean! You probably think this song is about you! You're so mean! You probably think this song is about you! Murder Metal Mayhem!
1: Mother! Mother! Man!